What's up, everybody? It's the TJF Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. I'm here with two gentlemen, Sexy Greg, the Pharaoh Wizard. Hello, hello. And Megastar Mark. How are you? Hey, how's everybody doing? We're talking about love today. It's the summer of love on TJIF. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> the uh, topic was Secret Admirer, but there aren't more than like three, two or three Secret Admirer episodes out there, which you'd think there'd be more. There aren't. So yep. we, yeah. we expanded our uh, our stuff to Secret Admirer slash some love stuff where there there might be a love triangle or two in here. Mm-hmm. There's some breakup in here. We got some breakup going on. We ran the gamut, baby. We got it all. We Absolutely. got uh, Frank getting uh, real horny. <laughs> we don't need a theme for that, though. Like, no, just randomly picking episodes. Every episode was yeah, right. The top five horniest Frank episodes. <laughs> that needs to be a show. <laughs> I feel like that first one definitely the first episode where he's just in bed and he writes something to her some kind of suggestion right right which kind of offends her but then she rolls with it so use your imagination kitties good for Frank yeah good for him um I don't know love I've had a weird (laughs) I've had a weird love life what is it I've never how does it work what is this about well, we've already established off the year that you're a polygamist. So let's, right, I feel like right. we should get that out yeah. in the open. Multiple, now, ma- multiple weddings about to happen. Um, I've never been in a love triangle or had a secret admirer. Have you guys? <laughs> I, mean, I guess not. I don't think that's a real thing. Like, there's this, there there's this one admirer? person that uh, I, I really liked and I would, I would send um, him Yu-Gi-Oh cards uh, and I would also <laughs> send him Drew Bennett merchandise and, uh, you know, Frame pictures stuff, of Xbox, but, but he never responded. Yeah, frame pictures of Xbox. He ne- he never got back to me. So maybe oh he God. just didn't know how to express his feelings in return. <laughs> I think you're just being too generous now. But I would like if we continue this off the air. Uh... <laughs> no, but no, I've never actually. I've never been <laughs> no. admired, and I've never admired anybody. No, it depends how you define love, love, love triangle, love letter. My, the closest um, I the closest I could get to a love triangle in my own experiences was like, and I think this happens to everybody, so it's not not unique to me. But it's like you date somebody, you break up, you date somebody new, and it's like three months go by, and then the ex girlfriend calls you, yeah. or I guess texts you now, or TikToks you, or whatever it is. It says like, "Oh, I'm so jealous." Like that has happened to me before, and it's like, "Oh, I, you're in the rear view, lady. Come on." Yeah. That's happening. You had this goodness. Yeah. Mm-mm. You had this <laughs> awfulness. Why are you asking <laughs> to do this? Uh, you want I've, to repeat? I've seen that happen before, but yeah, no, no secret notes, none of that. Come in on. um, in my twenties, I had a real habit of dating girls that my friends had crushes on. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so that I mean, not exactly a triangle, more of like. A, <laughs> Like a like a line with a solitary dot next to it, <laughs> a, a line, ste- a, a habitual line stepped, right? A habitual line stepper, yeah. It's oh, like, I God. mean, you know, I, certainly now I'm not anything to anything to write home about, but I was a personable guy, and all of my friends are nerds, so they don't know how to talk to women, so they would like very solidly put them in the friend zone and then bring them to everything I was at. <laughs> And you just scoop them up. Right. It's like, oh, this is my friend so-and-so. And I was like, okay, what up? And then they the next night they'd be like, oh, I really like her. I, I'm hoping, you know, this turns into something. Really? Because I have some news for you. <laughs> You're not going to like it. 
she's with somebody now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I did that to my college roommate. Oh man! Uh, and he talked oh. about passive aggressive. His retaliation. Wait, I know what this. No, his retaliation was to smash my <laughs> Guitar Hero guitar. Yep. And then what? Claim it wasn't him. <laughs> Wait, he. <laughs> I remember distinctly. What? You came back from college and it told that story. Me. Who else lives here? I couldn't. Right. I was just I was a like, man are you broke in. Me somebody broke in <laughs> yeah. and smashed just one, my guitar just hero that. guitar. One guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's guitar. what I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> we should probably call somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you go is there the guitar hero police? What's going yeah. on? What should we do? That is like the ultimate. I don't want to. <laughs> I hate confrontation, but I'm so angry. <laughs> oh, guitar hero. Mm. Wow. Yeah. What so. a blip in time that was. You can really pinpoint when that happened. Right. right? You can you can yeah. you can guess right. to like by the to the week of yeah. when that happened. Yeah. Here's a sad guitar hero story that doesn't make sense in this show, but uh are there when, any other guitar hero stories? Let's the, be honest, Ryan. When I had my first kid, I had to clean out like one of the closets and all mm-hmm. uh, the guitar hero drums were in the closet because I used to mm-hmm. me and all my friends used to play it all the time, as I'm right, assuming I assume everyone did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I had this sad moment where I was trying to get rid of them and the GameStop wouldn't take them. So I was shoving them into the donation, one of like one of those donation bins. Like, <laughs> get in there, like, you like, fucking drums. Like the one that don't, they only accept yes. like clothes and shoes. It's like clothes and toys. And I'm like, this is a toy. Fuck you. Get in there. Get in there. Someone else has to deal with these. I always remember there was a great uh, Rob Zombie told the story about once again, we're veering way off. But yeah, he talked about how uh, he bought a uh, when they first had him and his wife had their first kid. Right. And he had to like convert one of the rooms in their house to yep. baby's room. And his wife's like, Rob, you got to move all your skull, your skulls and shit. <laughs> He's like, no, I love these things. He's like, you love your baby though, right? It's like, yeah. It's like, move your skull throw. <laughs> I just wonder like what people were driving by when he had to get rid of his skulls. <laughs> right. Was it just like of... out in the rain with the free <laughs> sign on right. it? Sad dragging a right. garbage bag full of him, skulls to the curb. Him on the front door, just his hand pressed against the glass, just staring at it. Uh. <laughs> Uh, somebody drives up with a pickup they pick the it up music plays <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then it goes into dragula for some <laughs> gotta love me some dragula all right love secret admire episode okay we have five episodes I'm the first it. ever the first ever on the show yeah hanging with mr hanging hanging apostrophe with mr cooper season one episode three rebound on the rebound Sorry, I fucked that up. On the rebound. All right. How you doing? I'm Mark. I want to welcome you. Hang on, Mr. Cooper. Yes. All right. You know, now that I'm on television, people walk up to me and say, my man, uh, what's it like to be on television? And I tell them, I say, it's live. You know why? Because on television, you can do whatever you want to do. For example, if I wanted to uh, thunder and lightning, I could do that. Watch. Look at that. It's live, isn't it? I want to point this out before you start. Okay. I don't think I remember. What I remember on Mr. Cooper is not this episode. I think I'm thinking of Martin. No, I wasn't thinking of Martin. It definitely was Mr. Cooper, but I don't remember him having roommates. I thought he Mm. was like just strictly the basketball coach. I don't remember him having substitute teacher jobs. I don't remember any romantic like 
at all like any any influence there so right maybe because this is like the third episode they're just kind of feeling it out but man like i was like didn't remember anybody in this other than him there was a change at some point oh yeah uh doesn't raven simone come in at some point as one of the characters on the show did you I think replace so a, yeah a i think she's just brother? one of the kids it's like i think Omar like kids or whatever yeah, kids right. one of the apps kids raven right. simone and then i think that's I think probably that girl sticks around that white girl yeah it's probably what that's probably the era that you remember best right because it was probably the best version of the show yeah because i love i really did like and i well we'll get to it but like i really hanging with mr cooper was one of my favorites i remember really looking forward to that every week yeah. I remember in fourth grade, it was my favorite show. I don't know why, yeah. but I feel like I wrote it on a like poster. You know how like in yeah. fourth grade, they have you make like, here yes. are the things I like. My favorite TV show, my favorite yeah. food, all that stuff. Yeah. I distinctly remember writing Hanging with Mr. Cooper down mm-hmm. in fourth grade. Fifth grade. It was fifth grade. For your life goal, did you have do a podcast about TGIF with X-Pac, a picture of X-Pac behind you? Yeah. You know, and I'm really living my dreams. You really are. Absolutely. You are. The yeah. trick is to set your dreams unbelievably low. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a get out of bed. Didn't achieve that dream today, but one day, you know, you had the board. Do a podcast. Once again, you don't even know what that is because you're in fifth grade. You're like, do a podcast about um, Fresh Prince and you just erased it. Sadly, you're like, it's too high. That's that's too good. That's too good. good. I'm not fresh enough for that podcast. Um, I wanted to start early because we haven't seen hanging with mr cooper yep. yet so i wanted to begin early and there's a lot of romantic episodes so mm-hmm. many that's like the whole series hmm. so i started out with this one where mark's ex-girlfriend moves back into town and revives their passionate romance i did not remember this maybe maybe this is how every episode was but i i, I might just have to play this show like <laughs> just play it and try to get some information on it Mark Curry does like the Seinfeld stand-up comedy intro, but there's an the audience is there and he like does some stuff with the set. Was this on every show or I don't remember this? I so, recently watched like the first couple episodes and I didn't remember that either. Yeah. yeah. Does, does he do that, Mark? Do you have more info than I have? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't like remember. I mean, I it's when it first started, I kind of had a vague memory of this existing, but I don't remember it being in front of every episode. So maybe it's just like I think it was just this one. Yeah, like getting to know the guy who runs this show. I'm sure they did all these episodes back to back to back anyway. Um right. when they first started making it. So it's kind of an interesting concept because it was kind of yeah. funny. It was a little bit of yeah. funny. Right. He's a funny guy. Like he- Mark Curry is very funny. Mm-hmm. He's a stand-up, right? So, yep. yeah, or he was a stand-up. I don't know. So it makes sense. This these jokes don't always don't completely land for me. Where he's like showing how sitcoms work and like breaking the fourth wall and like I can do anything I want. I can make a beautiful woman come to the door, and then it, it doesn't work because it's a, a weird Hell's Angels biker. <laughs> That's a dude. I don't know. I thought it was kind of fun. We'll see if it's it's in more episodes, but he's a funny guy. There's some lines in here that I'm like, oh, Mark Curry, yep. you're doing it for me. Yep. You're doing it for me. Um, the theme song. <laughs> Whenever we get to these theme song, this theme song episode, which I think is gonna be a, like a four-hour special at this point. <laughs> <laughs> this one is incredible. We've got yeah. basketball, we've got oh, yeah. ill-fitting suits, we've got bad colored suits, we've got dancing ladies, we've got feathers, we've got it all. This oh song. man. It's pretty good. It's very in living color. <laughs> oh, 100%. you know, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we I, there had to have just been 
like all of these shows that from that era, like the sister sister episode, mm-hmm. you know, I remember Martin as I made that joke earlier. Yep. Right. Um, like this R and B theme song is just yeah. it's exactly the same <laughs> for all these shows. Yeah. I don't remember what the Malcolm and Eddie theme song was, but I bet you it was soulful. <laughs> there was another one, um, Living Single. It was uh, about like oh, four yeah. women. Remember that one? Very similar. Yeah. Exactly and, that. Like a yeah. bunch of a bunch of young people just sort of yep. dancing in a, yes, right. a room with nothing behind mm-hmm. them. A like Nexus an empty room. Parallel universe. Yes. Right. It, yeah. <laughs> For some reason I got this like flashback to the show the grind we're on mtv we're just a bunch mm. of people dancing in a room <laughs> like mm, mm, mm. and no nothing ever happened <laughs> just people dancing i uh, i don't were there any love, hot boys dancing uh, there were probably some hot boys there was definitely feathers 100 i don't i don't love like well what how do i want to put this i think it's pretty cheap content to like show young people old people things and get reactions out of them but thinking mm. about our entertainment back then and like relation to now it is wild yeah oh god like, yes no they just sort of danced and yeah. then and then at the end of the show they lined up and everyone watched people dance mm-hmm. yeah very bizarre yeah. i mean just i just mentioned about like in living color had like dance segments like in between yeah. the comedy they would just right. break out the dancers and that's what you would do and that J-Lo, was entertainment right yeah. J-Lo J-Lo was a fly right. girl yeah right. who everyone hated by the way <laughs> uh wcw our uh, we're wrestling fans wcw had yep, literal yep. dancers in between oh, the nitro matches. girls you're right yeah. the nitro girls. you're right so it was the same thing so weird uh mark wants to play hoops but he bumps into robin who's his friend who's also a teacher and they like jab at each other and she makes they play one-on-one or something he's yeah. he has to shoot left-handed but she's good at basketball too mark talks about how he likes to watch oprah naked that's a weird one it it's is. a weird joke that keeps coming back but it got me <laughs> i won't lie it got me rule of threes baby <laughs> it is funny because of how stripping. bizarre it is yeah right because <laughs> like oprah notoriously wrestled with her weight mm-hmm. so is the joke that mark likes larger ladies because that does not what's implied through the rest of the episode right Right. Right. It just, it's out of character for him, but like so goofy, it was funny. Like I said, I like that he kept bringing it back. I thought that was good. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It, it is a me. real rules of three. Yeah. What are you doing? Why are you taking those clothes off? Well, I'm, I'm getting ready to watch Oprah. Yeah. Get out of the living room. If you could watch this. one show nude, what show would that be? Ryan, you go first. One show nude. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm going to go with what my, uh, my normal kick is at night. Uh, okay. Price is right. There you yeah. go. That's Naked Price is right. Yep. Yep. Give me the Pluto I'll go with my, Give me Price is right. My current go-to is Star Trek. Okay. And I feel like they have to be accepting of me because, you know, Prime Directive and everything. Right. Sure. Right. They and can't interfere, interfere with anything. how I express myself. Right. Mm. Now, is it the original series or are you doing Next Gen? No, I'm watching Next Gen. I've never watched okay. it all the way through. So. Really? Oh, it's oh, awesome, man. man. Wow. It's one of those things that I've, I like, you know, you just catch when don't. it was on yeah. on a saturday morning or whatever yeah yeah um, but yeah i was like you know what i really should i really should buckle down and watch this awesome you gotta watch deep space nine I, i'm get, i'll get there that's I'll the only there. one i haven't seen and i've been oh like, i know everyone tells me i gotta watch it i i, I will that, that's you, a, that's it's like a it is definitely a, a rock fight to get to the good stuff like yeah. you gotta get through the shit you gotta you're like uh <laughs> 
Shawshank Redemption. You got to crawl through a tunnel of shit to get to the outside. But once you get to season four, three, yeah. I think it's three, where you get goatee Cisco, then you're in good shape. I liked, uh, even though a lot of people didn't, I liked Enterprise. And I know that people hate on that show. I, right. I enjoyed it. There were some it. Good, good Enterprises, I, right? It got stupid toward the end, but like a lot of shows do. It just it needed to end probably like a season earlier than it did. But I kind of liked the crew like not wanting to use anything because they were unsure of how it worked. Like, you know, they didn't, they never use a transporter. Right. So that eliminated a lot of like, oh, we'll just beam them up. Now they had to go get them in shuttles and shit. So it was like, there was a little bit more stakes to it. I, I, yeah. I liked that they didn't know how their weapons worked. I, I just, to me, that was a really good show. Everybody in Star Trek, the other ones are so smart. They just yeah, figure everything right. else. Like dumb people were eliminated from the earth. Yeah. So, like <laughs> also they, the big show was in uh, yes, Enterprise. Yes, he was. Yes, he Wasn't was. He? But they like they go to like a first planet. They, they need a new civilization. They just fuck with it immediately. <laughs> like, no just, prime directive. No needed. prime directive. They just go right there and mess with it. Did and I like that. And they like, yeah, they're like, we should come up with something. Like, because we really messed up here. Guys, I think we destroyed an entire civilization. Maybe we should have some rules. Right. Should we Thought do about something that? about this? Some prime rules, maybe. Yeah. Seems like just a good directive. Sex with a gore. All right. Rule number one: Don't murder them all. <laughs> no, leave one alive. Right. No genocide. Any sexy female green ones? Then leave them around. <laughs> yeah. Anything Frank and Carol are going to be into. We oh, make sure we leave shit. Yeah. Bringing it back. All right. We're going to get there. <laughs> Mr. Cooper's ex-girlfriend comes back. Paula dumped Mark, turns out. and he got, But he got the final word in. They said, you cried. And he said, no, I didn't. At the time, I had a jury curl and the oil dripped into my eye. <laughs> Just <laughs> funny. Paula dumped Mark when he didn't make it to the NBA. And he has a lot of NBA stuff in here which I, I enjoy very much. 90s NBA is the is oh, incredible. So good. So good. He's now a substitute teacher, but he's proud of his job. He says that Paul had no effect on me when she came over. It's fine. And he pops his soda, explodes a soda, which uh, I think is a metaphor because Paul is looking good. Mark is substituting in shop class. Paula shows up at school and she says, it's been three years of therapy. I figured it out. Let me get on some Mr. Cooper. So they make out already. Yep. Make out. Um, we get a weird scene here because Robin sees this all. She's pissed off. She goes back and tells Vanessa and they like crap on therapy. Yeah. Was this I, really weird? Very 90s. Like, I, I think this happened in another episode, too. Yeah. I think, I I mean, I guess there was a stigma to therapy back then. Yeah. Now yeah. it's like, go, Every, man. Yeah. Awesome. Why are you? Get yourself some help. Absolutely. Right. Honestly, Talk it, it should be like mandatory that everyone goes to therapy at least once a year, right? Yeah. Not a bad idea, it's, actually. Right. <laughs> just go. Yeah. Right. Get it out. There was this weird thing where they just equated that with insanity. And yeah. it was just she's crazy because yeah. she went to therapy. Very outdated. Whoa. Seems like she did a proactive thing going to therapy yeah. for three years. How dare she better herself? Oh my God. That did not age well. Uh Mark and Paula are already engaged. He mm -hmm. comes back and she's that good. He's engaged already with it to his ex-girlfriend. He's in crazy debt. For a ring. He's already purchased a ring. This is yeah. moving very fast. 21 minute sitcom. We're moving fast. 
and on a Life substitute speed. teacher's salary. I, I was there once. So <laughs> he says 22 payments, 22, no, 220, yes. 220 more payments. Yeah. Oh, got it. Robin says, Paul's not changed at all. Like you're going to see. And then Mr. Cooper comes in and he's wearing a brand new suit because mm-hmm. Paul's already changing his life. And he's like, look at me kids i'm wearing a pat riley suit <laughs> a pat riley power suit good reference good reference it. this is like the part of the show i remember that like where he's in class like teaching yeah, the kids too. like this is yeah. what resonated with me i feel um, like they lean into that more later on i think so because yeah. i distinctly remember yeah. the kids being right. a part yes. of the show Ex- almost exclusively a part of the show like they all had their own characteristics and they were all pretty well defined so we have this one guy the one kid in shop class who keeps making the cutting board obviously he's a thing like they're the, establishing him yes. yeah the gooding brother. Like a, yeah yeah, yeah. It's like an idiot. oh omar gooding yeah it's omar gooding omar epps yeah yeah, I remember him from Wild and Crazy Kids. That was him. Oh, right? yeah, right. Yeah, it was. You're right. You're right. Really I yeah. loved that show. Yeah, that was, was a great, great show. Well, you know, all these are on Paramount Plus, right? No. You have Paramount Plus? Does anyone I don't have know, Paramount man. Plus? Dude, I have so many fucking streaming services. Paramount Plus has. Does it have guts? guts? It has <gasps> guts. It has Legends of the Hidden Temple. How do oh, I get this? Shit. Is this part of a thing or do I have to sign up for a whole it's thing? It's just Paramount Plus. I think Ugh. it's its own thing. I know. I was literally thinking yesterday, like I was looking, I was scrolling through all my streaming services and I said to myself, can I get rid of how am I paying for this? (laughs) What do I want to get rid of here? Literally, I was like, I haven't seen a charge for this ever. What is what credit card is getting billed for this? My wife and I have the same thing. We split it and we none of us know which one owns what and we don't really ever see money taken out for them. Every month I get charged for Peacock twice. (laughs) <laughs> and I cannot figure out how to say I don't know twice. I don't know how. And I can't Peacock's figure the out worst like, one. what I signed up for. Peacock is the worst. It, it one is of all. I wanted to watch WrestleMania. Right. Yeah. I, here's what I think happened. I signed up for Peacock to watch WrestleMania here. I was at work yeah. to watch it. Mm. And then I went home that night. I was like, well, fuck, if I'm going to have this, I might as well watch The Office. And I think I like I thought I was signing into the same one, but I think I just signed up again. Gotcha. With a different email? With a different email address. Ah, there you go. Yeah, right. Um, because I have all of my email addresses are just like variations of the same thing. There's sexy Greg the Fair Wizard at gmail.com. Exactly, exactly. Um so yeah, and I I literally cannot figure it out. I cannot figure out what cards are getting charged and what email addresses there are. Because apparently it's just like all of my TVs are signed up with one, but there is one outlier television. <laughs> That's fucking me. Oh, you need to like hire an investigator to figure this out. Yeah, it's going to cost me less long term. It's like a Seinfeld episode. Yeah. I've got two peacocks. I've got two peacocks, Jerry. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Mr. Cooper, he uh, he's teaching the shop class, and uh, I like his strategy here. You just yell and berate kids and say, "Be creative, goddammit!" And then they will. He has a good effect on some of them. He said, "This can be a job for you." And one kid says, "I did get a job already. I'm a bookkeeper at a woodworking shop." I couldn't work woodwork with worth a damn, so I'm doing the hey. books. 
Okay. No shame in that. Uh, Mark is getting ready for a date with Paul, and he's going crazy. He's cooking. He's suited and booted. He's ready to go. Robin said, Robin and Vanessa decide, like, okay, let's be nice to her. Let's give her a chance. And then Paula digs her own grave because she comes in and says, like, I'm going to change this man. That's what I do. He can't be a teacher anymore. That's not an appropriate job. So he's going to be a salesperson at whatever yeah. the fuck company, uh, a TV company. Right. That's literally like the worst sales. job of ever. <laughs> yeah. Right. We're so talking about completely dead in 10 years, basically, oh, is what you just signed oh him up for. Stop doing something worthwhile. Yeah. Why don't you sell insurance? <laughs> There's nothing worse than like, there are like 15 people in America that are good at selling tv ads oh slash God. radio ads yeah right <laughs> and the rest are terrible and it's a horrible job i we get, i get a lot of solicitations from like tv and radio I'm, people oh my and god like, i can't imagine listen i worked in radio for a long ass time and i i understand the economics of this and you're out of your fucking mind i don't know <laughs> a single person who just listens to the radio anymore mm-hmm. no no the ones like i, I when i worked in radio the sales department literally was like 40 people and like 30 of them quit every Holy six months. 40 people? That seems excessive. Maybe it wasn't 40. Maybe it that's was 25. Still, but yeah, but that's like, still insane. Yeah, I would but say sales 70. at radio stations are like, it's almost 100% commission. So it like, is, there's it no... 100, it's 100% commission. There's no downside to hiring all those yeah. people because right. if they don't produce, you don't pay them. Right. And they, right. they get... They all leave. Mm-hmm. So it would be like complete turnover every single... like three to six months like oh my god 75 percent of the sales staff will be re- replaced like, oh boy go sell um, some cars <laughs> at least you have a shot there yeah right so she's gonna have him do this terrible job the girls are pissed off now and then he says like really you're saying that to them like he comes he hears this and he comes mm-hmm. in and he's like you're saying that like let's be real let's say i love teaching and i want to be a teacher for the rest of my life you're gonna be okay with that assuming we get married right and she's not yeah she is not okay with i kind of like him covering the bases there good for him just like let's just this out of the let's yeah. get this out in the open right now okay let's just right yeah here's let's my just... dream do you support it no okay let's move on she says you'd be wasting your time as a teacher Dang. what about as a salesperson oh my god yeah, seriously and he says this time i'm dropping you kicks her out of there and oprah's coming on for some reason at five o'clock at night and he says i'm watching oprah naked and then we get a post-credit scene of them shooting hoops and having a good time again yep. being being buds mm-hmm. and that is mr cooper our finally. first mr cooper finally yes. we've done it check I, it off the list mm-hmm. i don't understand what the, like they're they put a weird stigma on teachers too it's like yeah, yeah. like who's would be upset if i was dating someone who was a teacher i'd be like great yeah, good. Lots Insurance, of time off, retirement, good benefits. Yeah, retirement. Yeah, that Breaking literally doesn't the class. Anymore. Bring him in, be a substitute. That'd be great. That's how it works, right? Being a substitute, yeah. rough, but being a real teacher, no, nah, that's great. That's a good yeah. job, right? Right. I mean, it's it, not. They don't get paid enough. Honestly, they don't they get paid enough don't. as they should, but they still get paid a decent amount of money. It's not like that's they're the working. Reason. 
I stopped being, yeah that's the reason i stopped being a teacher honestly is because like the initial pay was so low yeah. but if you're there for a while and just the the benefits of it it was just a weird slam on teachers like the the people yeah. who are trying to help your children and contribute to society but right. glamorizing tv sales you know tv ad sales guy so very strange and like he enjoys that like he's trying yeah. to mold these students and apparently doing a good job yeah right Right. Already in episode three. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Very bizarre. Very bizarre. But that was Mr. Cooper. I like Mark Curry. I'll tell you that right yep. now. Like him. It just the episode wasn't what I quite remember that show yeah. being. It's too early. It is too early. And the right. but the parts that I do remember, which is like him interacting with the students, I did like. Those are like my favorite parts of this episode. Yeah. So I think as the season progresses, the show progresses, and we get more of that, I think I'll be more like into it, you know didn't hate this it just didn't wow me yeah right that's a good sure. way to put it yep. it's early it's early i it just reminded thought it me be... of a slightly better version of that billy show we saw billy mm-hmm. yeah like billy. i thought everybody yeah i thought everybody was pretty good in this mm-hmm. you know like the supporting cast and stuff but it was obvious that like mark curry's the star of the show and he's yeah. really charismatic and i want to see more of what him do things yep right yep 100 percent I thought it was good though. We need we need to keep that one in a little bit of right. order because I think we, it changes quite a bit. We need a little bit more of a sample size of that. But yeah, from what we, I saw, we'll keep going. I mean, definitely more episodes definitely, yeah. on, on Slate. I would watch more of that show for sure. Step by step is next. Season five, yeah, episode 16. We're digging into the secret admirer portion of the show. Cody tries to make Dana feel less lonely on Valentine's Day by sending her an anonymous love letter and more than one, a bunch of love letters. Carol goes to jail. <laughs> it's Frank's fault. It's a beautiful day or what? It's the kind of day it just makes you glad to be alive, don't it? <laughs> hey there, sunshine. How'd your day go today? Men are scum. Do you hear me? Scum! Scum! Problems on the love boat, Dana? I show up for my date 15 minutes early and I catch him making out with Katie Boyce. I hate men. Hey, well, cheer up, Dana Man. <laughs> Saturday's Valentine's Day. This is our first like really Cody centric episode. Like all he's always been like yeah. the supporting character and all the step by steps. Yeah. He is very much one of the main two characters in this. He's got a lot to do. Yep. He's got a lot to do, but this is an excellent B plot. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, mm-hmm. this B plot is fire. Almost better than the, the secret admirer plot. Yep. Dana comes in, she says, Men are scum. She was supposed to go on a date and saw her date making out with someone else. Oh shit. when she walked in the door of the date. Like, what how does that even happen? Yeah, that's so weird. Like, you're uh, like, hey man, like she's yeah. coming over real soon. Like, you gotta like you, we gotta get this over Why, with. Yeah. yeah. It's just bad time management, Ryan. That's what that is. That's just what bad. You know, here? Dana shouldn't be with somebody like that. She needs no. somebody punctual. It's all about timing. Yes. JT, cool guy that he is. He's eating Oreos. Fucking love JT, him in this episode. <laughs> JT, incredible JT. In so episode. good. So good. He's eating Oreos. And Frank comes in and he says, I got Carol this watch. It's a sweet it's not a Rolex, but it's something of the of that nature. And he says, I've got this watch. And then JT's like, yo, this is a knockoff. And he's like, I know it is. I can't afford the real watch. 
I think it's funny that it's a real JT move to buy a fake watch for a woman and try to get it in her pants. But Frank is doing it. JT recognized that shit right off the bat. He's like, I would do this. What are yeah, you doing, right. Dad? You're supposed to be more than mature than me. What and I fuck? know it's a sitcom, but like, I still get hung up by the time. Like, so his job is he's a contractor, Frank. Yeah, I think. Yes. And she is a she runs a salon. Is that yeah. still? She thing. always is. I'm pretty sure she never stops. I just don't understand like the money for like the six kids where this is coming no. from on those two salaries. Contractor is very hit or miss. You're either rolling in or you have no jobs. Right. So right. And then early on, they make it seem like he has no right. very, very little jobs. Yes. Right. Like he might not be that great at his job. He often is not. Yeah. He's often, often he's not often there. Yeah. Falling through things. Yes. or Like, doesn't he fall through a ceiling at one point? Mm-hmm. I don't know. He tries, Frank tries to explain this to JT. <laughs> and he's like, well, if you watch Baywatch with your wife and JT's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> excellent call jt Mm -hmm. it's like you would if she said if your wife says uh is this person hot you would say no of course not i just like the (laughs) storylines and he's like but you're really thinking yes i'd sell my soul to the devil to see this woman naked (laughs) this is a good show Uh... frank is just incredible We've yep. talked about it before, but Step by oh Step is definitely God. the most adult TGIF show yeah. that's ever Oh, for I'd sure. sell my soul to see this person naked. Incredible. Mail call. Cody comes in with a mail. He delivers some stuff to <laughs> Dana. It's a guy. He quoted it as a guy hating book. Enjoy your guy hating book. And he's like, oh, it's just so happens you have a secret admirer letter in here as well. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all bullshit. Men are t- men are pigs. I think the book is literally called Men Are Pigs. <laughs> <laughs> Women are for Venus and men are pigs. Did I think Mark get like a Rush Limbaugh newsletter or something? Yeah, I think he did. <laughs> I think he did. That didn't work out well. That's <laughs> boy. I feel like Mark. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he did grow up into something I wouldn't like. Uh, Total QAnon thing. I was thinking more of an incel, but yeah. Yeah. He's got that Beethoven, the fourth dog, and he's reading those websites, (laughs) (laughs) reading those conspiracies, getting his red torches ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, He doesn't want want to get a microchip put in him. So the, the secret admirer letter is read. Dana pretends like she doesn't care, but obviously she's fucking fired up about it. Because she thinks it's from a hot dude at a coffee shop, mm-hmm. as we find out later. Cody immediately admits to Mark and Brendan is let out of the basement in <laughs> mothballs in this one. He got his line in. He gets he one, one scene. Yeah. That's it. Because yep. Mark is there later by himself, right? Yep, and right. Brendan's gone. Get back in the basement, you bitch. He's gone. <laughs> so uh, he admits like, oh, yeah, I wrote that secret admirer letter to Dana to get her off out of her funk. But in the other previous episodes, isn't Cody at, out to get some a piece of Dana? Isn't I he always, always like? Oh, see, I'm that. glad you no. Hot I'm glad you Dana? brought that out because I always thought that that was a thing, and I, I did too. It, we haven't seen it in any of the episodes. We haven't, but I think he is. I think so too. Yep. I'm pretty sure. Um, Mark and Brennan are like, whoa, this is weird. Yeah, but okay. Uh, Carol gets her fake watch. She's thrilled. 
She didn't give uh a, she didn't get anything for Frank. Didn't what the she? Hell? Didn't she? <laughs> so then he says, Well, I can think of a few things. <laughs> get that board costume out. Let's go. <laughs> I need to be assimilated tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, a little role reversal. Yeah. <laughs> Carol says, like, this watch is too much. Like, we have 18 children. We're not going to have this expensive watch. This is stupid. Mm -hmm. So she goes to the mall to return the watch. And you know this is going to go bad. Yeah. And Frank is, he's uh, he's smart about it. He He's a real JT about this. He put the watch in the very expensive jeweler bag. He, like, got a bag and put it in there to pretend that it's from there. So she tries to return it. But no, she's trying to return it for cash mm -hmm. and they're like this is fake so they arrest her with no receipt by the way no receipt, no receipt. looking for cash yeah <laughs> they arrest carol uh dana gets a fourth love letter four secret admirer letters cody you think one would have been enough four mm -hmm. and can we talk about how articulate cody is in all He's these letters poet. he is he takes poetry in college. He's in yep. Dana's class. I think that's an uh, episode where he actually like beats her in grades or something. Oh, I'd love to see that one. And uh, she gets all pissed because he's supposed to be an idiot. But <laughs> he's a poet. And she's all about it because she thinks it's this one dude. Um, she thinks it's Danny from the coffee shop. Um, JT tries to talk some sense into Frank. It's like you have you're a, you're an idiot, and then he's like, "No, I I successfully, I successfully gave her the watch. I got that sex. I'm good to go." And then the phone rings, and we get the funny JT like, "Oh, oh my god, okay, yeah, yep. he is. Oh, he so talk funny to at this point because <laughs> like you, he just picks it up and just smiles, and that's yes. it. And then you just know you're on the ride. Yep. So. You know he's yeah. talking to Carol and Joe." Right. Right. And he's like, um, yeah, mom's in jail <laughs> yeah. because of the fake watch, you <laughs> yeah. dumbass. So Frank has to go bail her out. We see Carol in jail talking to somebody named Trixie, who's a hooker. <laughs> yep. She says, I have a lot of boyfriends or something like that. <laughs> yeah, she likes dating. Yeah. Uh, I date a lot of people. I like, uh, though, because obviously, even in this show, you can't just come out and say she's a hooker. But you, 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 yeah. you hit enough keynotes for us right. to get what's going on. We dance all around yeah, it, but right. we know what it is. Frank has to come in and fix everything because uh, he's really fucked up this yeah. time. And so he's like, he explains it. It all works out fine. She's she's fine with his explanation, which is <laughs> very lovey-dovey and nice, but yep. still like, whoa, what the fuck? Anytime your significant other ends up in jail. You That's know, bad. It's, it's bad. <laughs> You're not pulling out of that in yep. normal in real life. In sitcom life, maybe you can, but Dana goes to the coffee shop. She tries to pick up on Danny, who's the barista. Good looking dude. Good looking dude. She tries to play it cool. Cody shows up and tries to stop her, which is a funny little bit. Yeah. Where he keeps making go get croissants or whatever. Stones, <laughs> yeah. Go right in the back, the back and get 40 all individual stones for me. Yeah. Please eventually wrap them. I'm gonna call you from the payphone. Like, how does Danny miss that? But okay. And, and let's be honest here. Who wasn't looking at that two-group Nueva Simonelli espresso machine behind there? Ooh. Oh my! Oh, oh. Mm -hmm. we got an expert in the house. Beautiful. 
Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, Danny, he makes a good coffee. He sure does. <laughs> Cody finally tries to tell Dana like 10 times, like, I wrote the letters, Jesus, don't embarrass yourself. And so he does. And he says, like, you need to be confident. You're one, quote, gnarly chunk of womanhood. Yep. Okay. That's, sure. It's awkward because I think he wants a piece of the Dana burger. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's going after this coffee guy. I can't tell if it was before or after this, but I'm glad. Like I said, I'm so glad you mentioned I think that. It's like before. I'm thinking about this. Yeah. Because she used to, like, make fun of him and be like, yeah. you're an idiot. I don't want to date But then you. I thought she warmed up to him. Maybe we'll get to it in another episode. She must warm up yeah. to him at some point. Um, so Danny just likes Dana. And he says, like, you were being weird before, but now you're cool. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, clearly, feminism was holding her back. I mean, yeah. That's clearly uh, what this is telling. A little yeah. awkward. A, a young Ooh. Mark takes notice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looks up from his rush limbo. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Uh, Cody calls again from the payphone. There's a lot of payphone counter calls that are happening, and I'm pretty sure Danny's not stupid. He knows what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, secret admirer note now for Carol, written by Frank, of course. Yep. But it's copied. <laughs> it's copying the Cody secret yep. admirer letter, and she says like, "Uh, Cody wrote that, right?" <laughs> yep. And he's like, yep, every word. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, at least you were honest this time. Yeah. And then they bone, they go to Bone Town. Anyway. Go to the pound town. I go. like though how they yeah. actually kind of molded the stories at the end. Just be like, yeah, oh, Cody wrote they, this, right? I kind of yeah. that, that was good. That was yeah. well done. You know, you don't normally get that in sitcoms where they bring the stories together. So yeah, we came together at the end. It yep. was a little uh all over the place, I feel like, for step mm-hmm. by step slightly but it came together at the end so that was step by step secret admirer everybody is so fucking likable even like basement you know brendan is fun (laughs) so (laughs) like there's not a single person in the show that i don't mind seeing like they're all like you know i I really appreciate anytime like it's a frank centric episode i just love it carol's great it's just they're all likable very interesting no al not even seen no al at all which sucks, but yeah, she's my no favorite. Can, no, and no Karen either, right? We never saw Karen either. I've... But who cares? I feel like Karen <laughs> is almost as forgotten as Mark. Yeah, right. Or as Brendan, Brendan or whoever. Brendan. <laughs> you yeah. forgot Brendan's name. That's unforgettable. <laughs> Perfect Strangers, season two, episode seven. Falling in love is dot dot dot. Larry thinks Balky's girlfriend <laughs> is using him. And Balky thinks Larry's jealous. And my Spider-Man underwear. <laughs> I, I admit you're a clone. I wonder all the girls at school are crazy about you. Oh, tell me something I don't know. <laughs> fantastic. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> real good. It is real good. It is good. We get the long open. Yep. Of course. We never skip. These songs are so fucking good. Oh, they're and so I know we're good. gonna do we're gonna do a theme song, but I was, you know, like I said, I was I've been watching Star Trek, mm-hmm. yeah, um, which also an insane banger of a theme song. Yep. Oh yeah. my and god, every single like, one of them. Even though it's good. like a seven hour long theme song, I still <laughs> listen to it so every long. single time. But like, is is how do I want to put this? 
is that a lost art? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and is it lost because they just it's like a waste of time? It's like this could be more ads or did something happen? Like, when did we did they just stop wasting their time doing this because everyone skips it anyway on Netflix? Yeah, I don't remember there being theme songs past like like Malcolm in the Middle, maybe like that's kind of where I remember it kind of dying out in that era. Like, I don't remember yeah. much being beyond that, to be honest. The last. No, so I actually I think I watched a YouTube video on this recently. Um, now, some shows have these like unbelievably epic intros, you know, Game of Thrones, Westworld, yeah. Dexter, um, yeah. you know, like really Stranger long things, I always Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, well, Stranger Things, is, is, that one's really short, though, right? The, yeah, that yeah, it is really quick. But um, like that, there's a long version of it that they do that they do have. Yeah, but the last just sort of like pithy theme song I remember is probably Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. even that's 20 years ago at this point. Um, a lot of stuff I feel like is like very graphically interesting, but the song is like boring, correct? Shit. Right, and, and also there's there's, no, there's not there's a lot of lyrics. Terrible. You know, yeah. like I, I, there's nothing wrong no, with like, Game right. of Thrones is an awesome theme song. I love right. it; it's great. Uh, but it is just instrumental. Like the the art of actually having lyrics in your theme song was kind of like that late '90s die off time. I don't yeah. remember much exist like Office. I love the Office theme music, but it's just music. You know, it's Community right. Community had yeah. an awesome theme song, but again very good graphics it was like the little um paper thing that you would do in, oh, in right, high school right. and that was oh, it yeah, yeah. But, but again no song you know, no lyrics you can't or, well you there can't was forget that that was 15 years ago mm-hmm. true right i mean well community was community was what like oh nine yeah pretty sure yep 13 years 12 12 years ago right right so yeah. i don't know it's just i can't skip these they're no. so good Never. We'll do a whole episode, so I don't want to derail us too much. But I I genuinely noticed this time comparing these theme songs to Star Trek, which I just don't skip. Mm -hmm. um, I miss it. I miss those those memorable tunes. And touch we we talked about this, I think in the first or second episode but about the current show when WandaVision and right. they did such a great job with like bringing those theme songs back yeah and it was so noticeable like they did their growing pains one and then they're full they basically just did a full house one right um which is that theme song is probably the best part of full house I was just gonna say that <laughs> the only good part so. of full house is yeah. that theme song I think so I think so yeah and the How? dog yeah right and the babies Get the <laughs> fuck out of here, Mark. Oh, <laughs> give man. Give a box. I, give I a box. I can't wait to get to that. I saved her for last for that reason. Of course. Perfect strangers. Long open. We're at the Ritz discount. Larry's trying to hit mm-hmm. on babes. It's not working. Valky comes in. He says, I'm already in love with Carol from my American history class. <gasps> Carol. And, mm. <laughs> <laughs> he says, or Larry says, I guess fairy tales really do come true. And he says, uh, yes, I'm like Jiminy Cricket. And he sings a uh, Frank Sinatra song. And he's like, I think that was Frank Sinatra that you just sang. Jiminy Cricket is. And then they both. This is why the show is so good. This moment. Because they just do these things. This. Where yep. they both sing the Jiminy Cricket. Uh, wish upon a star song, right? And like, really go like draw it out. Perfect harmony, yeah, really well done. These are the type of things that make the show the best. The actor in the background 
the guy who was like waiting to buy something right. also hysterically funny because yes. he's kind of like waiting for the, he's like listening in and he's like getting all this like sweet look and then he gets to the part where they have to crescendo the song and he's just like oh you nailed it oh, oh that's amazing <laughs> like it was and he didn't say anything he's just you just facial expressions in the background while all uh, this is going on so good it was great these little moments are what make the show yes. like when they stop and dance those kind yep. of things just make it so good um um palky uh oh wait they talk about how carol's gonna come over tonight and larry's like okay well we gotta set this up and this reminded me of college like a girl's coming over you gotta get the fuck out of here roommate right. we need a signal we need all kinds of shit so you don't interrupt this shit which you eventually will mm-hmm. interrupt because it always happens that way then they just join in that's fine right <laughs> isn't that what you guys did <laughs> so Look, all I'm saying is I'm going to sneak in for a quick high five. Right. Tag in. A celebration. Right. It's going to be about 40 minutes. That's yep. a lie. It's going to be about four minutes. And then four you minutes. Take over. Right. It's really not that long. Like, let yeah. the sock be. Just go have another beer and we'll, we'll be done in a minute. <laughs> yeah, right. Who do you think I am? Come on. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not Sting. I don't have the fucking tantric sex. <laughs> so they single. They have all these signals. They set it all up. Palky gets his hors d'oeuvre set up, which are ding dongs, candy corn, and wax lips. Yeah. And he's like, Love me a, a good wax lip. And Larry's like, You need to uh, stop all this right now. If you want to get serious, you need to stop all this. Wasn't he hiding wax lips? Yeah. So, like in his pockets or yes. something. Yes. He's like, Give me all the wax lips. They're in your pockets still. <laughs> Uh, and Larry's like, "All right, when she comes in, I'll make some small talk, and I'll go to a movie and leave you alone." <laughs> so she comes in. Carol comes in, dressed real nice, mm-hmm. real nice for a date, and she talks to Larry. And he's, she's like, "You're a photographer, aren't you?" And he's like, "Yes, I am for the newspaper." She's like, "Well, if you can get me into a modeling agency, I'd be very excited. Nudity is not a problem." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what? That actress said that real good. Yes. <laughs> like that whole sentence was very funny, you know? Yep. So, yep. And then so Balky comes back. Balky didn't hear that. He comes back and she's like, I have to leave. I've received what, what was it, homework or something? Yeah. Yeah. She got what she needed. So she leaves and he goes, Isn't she wonderful? And Larry goes, Ugh. Mm. She said she needed to visit her mother who's dying in the hospital or something, or sick in the hospital. And he's like, She's a little overdressed for visiting her mother in the hospital. <laughs> She's going on another date, Balky. And uh, he, Larry, tries to explain, like, let me explain. It's like when I was good at algebra and then uh, girls wanted to d- date me because I was good at algebra just so they could take my homework, not so they could date me. And then he, like, trails off for a second. He's like, it's fucking algebra. It's, of course, I was good at algebra, and yeah. uh, not good at real math. Right. Yeah, oh, he's like, he's like, I was good at algebra because it's not real life. <laughs> That's a great joke. Yeah, That's a great joke. I also how, love like, how Larry holds on to grudges from high school, yes. like consistently throughout yes. the show. All the stuff that's happened to him, he just still remembers. This would have like, been a uh, very funny moment for him to bring up that tramp, yeah. Becky Joe Quinn. Right. Becky yeah, Joe Becky Quinn. Jo- that's right. Becky Joe Quinn, the tramp. <laughs> Um, Valky <laughs> says, Larry, the only reason you're saying that is because you're blue with envy. And he's like, that's not right. It's supposed to be green with envy. 
And he says, maybe if she was beaten with the ugly rock, he wouldn't care about ruining this for him. Damn. <laughs> beaten with the ugly rock. I'll tell you what, that's a lot more evocative than ugly yeah. stick. They're not getting along. Larry is back at home. He's messing with his camera flash, shooting it into his own eyes, of course. And then Palky comes in. He says, tonight, after our night class, I'm going to pop the question to Carol. And Larry freaks out. What do you mean you're going to pop the question? You're going to get married to this nut? And he's like, oh, marriage. No, that's not what I meant. I meant we're going to go steady, and I'm going to give her my great nana's emerald brooch and larry's like that is worth money please do not give it to this woman (laughs) please god don't (laughs) let me steal that from you and so they have a fun little fight over the pin and then larry uh, balky says it's more important that you would give my your blessing to this relationship and larry's like i cannot do that i'm gonna keep this pin and then you can let me know if, if it changes and then i'll give it back to you so Balky goes out for his date or whatever, and Larry sets up the breakup, the breakup setup. Ice cream. What else? Wax lips, of course, yeah. are back. Some other stuff. He knows what his friend likes, man. Yeah. Like that's awesome. Like <laughs> very good friend move. There's no alcohol in there. <laughs> I feel like that. That's a big part of it. But mm-hmm. maybe uh okay, maybe he's hiding some some whiskey or something. Jennifer is there and she's like this is very sweet of you to do for your friend and then he makes like a creepy move on Jennifer (laughs) and she's like goodbye (laughs) and so in character with him especially early him you know really really funny (laughs) like he just knows like instantly he just he's like well I fucked that up yeah (laughs) well that didn't work (laughs) to the ice cream Uh, so they're both expecting him to come Balky to come in brokenhearted. Because school is over, so she doesn't need him anymore, which is the key part of that that I fucked up. Uh, So she doesn't need his studying or tests or whatever. But he comes in singing, oh, Carol, and saying, let's get this party started. And Jennifer leaves, and and Larry's like, well, I guess I was wrong. And he's like, well, explain to me what happened exactly. And Balky's like... Well, I said, let's go steady. And then she burst out laughing because it was so funny. And he's like, that's not a good reaction. (laughs) And then she said that she's living in a building called Jack's Place. And that she can't, I can't call her because she's getting a new phone. (laughs) And Larry's like, she has broken up with you. She just doesn't want to be mean about it. So... That's what's happening. And Balky does not believe it. And he calls Jack's place to see (laughs) what's going on. And Carol is like, breaks it all to him the right way. You know, like, sorry, we are actually broken up. Like, we're not dating. That's why I was laughing. And then Balky gets real upset. And we get the uh, Balky bringing bringing the heat. Yeah. This acting performance. It's all broken hearted. And then the boys have to hug it out. And Larry says, I wish I was wrong, but like, let's have some ice cream guys. And then that's it. They're, they're buddies, but he's broken hearted. And he says he never wants to fall in love ever again. So a sad ending kind mm-hmm. of on this one. You're right. He showed his chops, you know, bringing yeah. it. You know, he bringing really did. Like he was so, so good and so believable so, and just so yeah. good. Yeah. 
I kind of like when some of these end yeah, dramatically right? like that. I don't know why. Like, is it was such a, it, I really burst out laughing a couple of times during this episode. So that's fine if you want to end it on that note. It, I think it shows a lot of character development. Agreed. And this show does a really tremendous job of doing that too. You know, yeah. like the, um, I think the last one we watched where he prom. went to school, yeah, the prom yeah, episode. Yeah. I mean, that was, I mean, it was still a very funny episode, but it was a right. relatively serious episode. And these guys can yeah. go from slapstick to serious and it doesn't feel out of place. And I think that's really a testament to how well this show is written. Yeah. And yeah. how great of actors they are because you believe both sides of it. It was very good because it was like very, very funny and a very funny situation mm-hmm. that be in, but also like, breakups are real balky like this is america you're gonna have to deal with this stuff and like not be so naive but also like they are true friends so they're a a rare time we see larry like punch balky all the time but he's like i'm here for you i got the ice cream like i got the wax lips we're we're gonna be okay we'll get through it together which is nice do you think this episode landed differently in the 80s when like dudes weren't supposed to like show emotion and friendship Probably. to each other? Like, I wonder how that ended, like how they, I don't know. I, I, Cause I, I look at it now and I'm like, Oh, that was awesome. That was very sweet. They were there for each other. It's great. But like, we've already, we've talked about it all the times, how like when we watch these episodes, not just perfect strangers, but other TGIF right. episodes, how they don't, land the same way or the comedy has changed or the situations have changed i just wonder how it would have been approached back then might have been thought of a little differently at the end but they are very sweet there's like a sweetness about this show Yeah, absolutely that isn't another i mean all the tjf shows have sweetness in them but it's not believable i think that's the thing about perfect strangers that makes it so good is that the sweet the sweetness is believed right right totally that's a great observation Whereas, like, uh, Frank, the jail thing, like, he was sweet to her, but, like, really, we know why. Yeah. <laughs> we, we know why. He's trying to get out of the doghouse. Like, there's no reason for Larry to do all this stuff for Balky. He's just trying to protect his friend. A nice that's, a, that's a hard thing to pin down. The difference between, like, genuine kindness and, like, right. faux kindness. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see Paddington 2? No. Watch Paddington 2. Wow. That movie's fucking great. Is it? Yes. Wow. It's a really good movie. And like it is a it is a genuinely sweet movie. And yeah. you want to be cynical about it. And by the end, you just cannot be. Uh that movie's insane, and you gotta watch it. Cool. Wow. Yeah, it's really, really good. I don't know wow. about Paddington One. I only saw the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch first movies. <laughs> I need right them to find the their sequels. voice first. Yeah. Right. Do we need to know why you're seeing Paddington Two only? Because it was a it was a recommendation to me. Yeah. yeah. Someone wow. Was, someone was like, "You got to watch this movie. It's really good." I was like, oh, fuck it. All right. You got to um, watch Paddington Two. It's got to be on one yeah. of my nine streaming services that I'll check out. So. Yeah. It was it was on HBO when I saw okay. it. I do um, have that. So. I mean, at this point, you know, it's almost become a meme. Like people just rip on Paddington Two and like not rip on it, but like. It, the sweetness it's sort of, right they play on it um but i think on rotten tomatoes it's like the number one ranked movie right now really wow of all I, time yeah i think it's like Whoa. over citizen kane <laughs> what i'm a paddington yeah. too i what love that <laughs> yeah hold on i'm looking it up you all know if you rank the movies really it's short circuit <laughs> short circuit two paddington two yeah paddington two it has it's a later two 
it's a 99% fresh tomato. Wow. 99. My yeah. goodness. And I don't know if it's wow. still the number one movie, but is it sweet like it fun was. or like sweet like Toy Story 3? I want to oh, kill myself. No, it's good. It's like yeah. even the bad guys win in the end. You know, wow. Like, it's a it's just a like a uniquely positive movie that is fun for kids and adults. Gotta show that to my kid. Yeah, I, I love. That. I mean, I genuinely love this movie. And again, I it brought the same feelings out of me as watching a Perfect Strangers episode because it is mm. genuine like kindness between these two people. Like Balky is a yeah. kind person. Right. Right. That's one of the things I liked about Parks and Rec over Office mm. over the Office was the sweetness of Parks and Rec. Turning yeah. that, turning the office dickhead thing on its head and being right. someone right. who's so sweet, it's out of control. Mm-hmm. Which is because like almost things. everybody in the office is a, is an asshole. A dick. Yeah. Even right. even Jim is a dick. Like, everybody, well, yeah. everybody's yeah. a they dick. They all take turns. Seemingly, right. yeah. yeah. They have their moments, but yeah, the, just to turn that on his head in Parks and Rec, and not season one because she was kind of a dick in season one, right? Right. Season, season one is just the office bad. in Indiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. season two, where she's just too nice for everyone, is such a nice... Yeah. It was such a nice breath of, breath of fresh air in a, com- in a comedy. Anyway, Berg Strangers rocks. Not news. That is not new. No. We've known that for a long time. And that's very early on to be that good. Yeah, season two. I mean, season like, two. You didn't even it? have girlfriends at the time. Like you know, like right. that, that. I always just always remember them with those two girls. So didn't even right. establish at this point. Right. It's already nailing it. Anyway, Boy Meets World season five episode sixteen. Torn between two lovers, feeling like a fool. Corey must choose between two girls. Okay. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you a very important question. Who's got the better, you know, (laughs) who's got the perfume going? Who do you see yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you mean... (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's only one Topanga, and she's got the... (laughs) with the rah-rah and the hockety-hockety. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But uh, there's nothing like being inside Lauren's jacket. What? (laughs) Just pour the beans. What I like about this is this mm. was before like two episodes we've already seen the right. Halloween We're one dancing it, all around this breakup. Yes. And now but we've I like gotten it. that we got like the front, the, yes. <laughs> the beginning of it now. <laughs> <laughs> and literally my Disney plus is like, you have watched season yeah, five, bro. episode four, six, eight, yeah. 10, 11, 12, like everything around this except for 16. That's good. Now it completes the story. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so now we kind of know what's happening. This is our phantom menace. <laughs> <laughs> we needed this. <laughs> What would, were you excited for Phantom Menace? I know this is a digression, but oh my god, I were was you pumped? in line to buy tickets ahead of time. And then, how quickly did you realize it was a piece of shit? How quick? Years. It took a while. It yeah, I would say you were like delusional, like oh man, Jar Jar, this is good. Like, I really want it. this to be good so badly. It, like when when Phantom Menace came out, I, I mean, I am like a one hundred percent Star Wars nerd. Oh yeah, um, of course, me too. Like. You know, it's easy to make fun of it, but realistically, it's just like I just want to see a lightsaber, man. Let's see some lightsaber fights. Right, Let's talk right. about Let's talk about the are... force and see yeah. some lightsaber. What you got? That's... Right. Let's talk about the dark side. Now, I mean, you know, now I'm actually kind of burned out on it, but that's a whole oh, different thing. Yes. I'll do a whole different. We could do a whole other podcast. Yeah, that's an, yeah. right. Um, but yeah, when Phantom Menace came out, I had everything. I had I even collected the like Mountain Dew 
<laughs> fucking Jar Jar on a yep. can shit. What? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I would venture to say that it wasn't until probably seeing the second movie for like for the fourth or fifth time mm-hmm. that I was like, wait a These minute. suck. I I think this might be bad. <laughs> <laughs> the first time you're let down. I think Phantom right. Menace was the first time I was let down by a movie. Because like you're real like yes it's when, um, ninja turtles 2 and i'm all in and i'm gonna go to the pizza party and like i don't, I don't remember, remember this, yeah what was the first movie that you're like yes and ty then you go and, I, and it sucks ty and i actually talk about this on our show dogs review mm. of bad movie fridays i forget what i said but i think i might have said star wars really it's gotta moment. be your right? biggest disappointment yeah did, wait did i tell you about the very little fun tidbit about show dogs go what? ahead please so, in that review, Ty and I said Show Dogs was the movie that would teach kids that movies could be bad. But the crazy thing is, the writer yeah. of Show Dogs retweeted us. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yes. Dang. So, <laughs> like, kids, you got to learn, kids. That's so my like, job in the world. I don't know if he just saw that someone had done a review yeah, probably. Movie hero and was probably. like, retweet. Right, yes. right. Show dogs getting some attention, baby. Yeah. I'll show you, mom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> but like, if he actually watched the, I like to believe that he watched the video and was like, "Yeah, you're right. You're right. It was bad. Yeah, I, I, that is going to show kids. I'm the worst." Certain. I I have seen writers and directors wow. do that though, who said like maybe he got dis- like the studio got a hold of it and turned it into something that they didn't want it to. So, so it's they like they're wanna... working. Yeah, yeah, like the guy who did uh, the Fantastic Four horrible movie that came out. Oh, Josh Trank. Yeah, right. And talked about he how the like, original. Yeah, he was like, like shitting on the movie before it even came out. Right. <laughs> like, right. This movie sucks. I love that movie. Oh, I've it's weird, it, but it's so, super weird. It's bad, but yeah. like. It's like try the char- something there's genuinely one movie, interesting. There's one movie, that. and then it, everything changes to yeah, the second movie. Yes, I heard right? that. Yes, Including I heard if it- hair. Right? Doesn't her hair change? Yeah, it's it's like very obvious. Huh. Um, the the thing is, like, they hired an indie director to make this big budget movie, and then he made an indie movie where it shows how horrible it would be to be a like a a right. superhero whose body changes mm-hmm. it's like it really is like low-level body horror yeah right and right. you just know that sony was like what the fuck have you done <laughs> yeah. we already yeah. have contracts with burger king we're gonna yeah. put this rock monster on a fucking big mac we don't yeah. want him to be fucking why sad. is he screaming the whole movie <laughs> It's like the Venture Brothers with the Fantastic Four, the one who was always on fire and screaming. No, it genuinely <laughs> is that. It's like, what would it be like if your whole body got turned into rocks? Yeah, right. Bad. Bad. Yeah. And he Bad. made an interesting body horror movie, and Sony panicked. Mm-hmm. And Sony was like, not, we, we does not have a good this. track record, though. We need to send him to a planet and have him fight a guy. <laughs> Can he be screaming the entire time? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, seriously, oh. there's like they like scream yeah Yeah, that's not good in a movie anyway that movie's great what's the good josh trank movie because he made a good one before that he made chronicle that's it oh yeah i like chronicle actually which i also which i did like yeah Yeah. um yeah going back to the star wars real quick yeah let's go back to that first star wars movie i'd ever i had ever seen was phantom menace in the theater (sighs) i hadn't 
I went with a friend of ours, Drew, and he, uh, <laughs> I was not into Star Wars growing up. He always was. He's mm. like, hey, man, we got, I mean, he was so pumped up about it. And I remember like halfway through, I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, I mean, like, I was not interested at all. I'm like, there's this like annoying, bad. like, I really got, he, he walked out, he's like, no, 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 no. You got to watch the first three. They're really good. Like, they're really good. Trust me. And, and then like, I think later that week, I did watch like the other three on VHS and I'm like, all right, these are fucking awesome. Like they're, they're really right. good. So I hung out, I, I hung it through it. And you know, um, not that the prequels got much better, but not really not as bad. As, I, I distinctly remember how well, they were underwater. Do yeah. you remember that? And right. the Gungan thing. And I, I, I'm like, I turned to him like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, uh, <laughs> bad. That's bad. What are you <laughs> doing to me? Giant fish. It's another one. I'm like, what? Why am I here? <laughs> my my Phantom Menace story. I was similar to you. I was so pumped to go to this thing. I had seen my dad had taken me to the Star Wars re-releases like mm. every time. And we go, me and him. It's our thing, right? He likes. He grew up in the like 60s and 70s he likes star wars i like star wars let's do it together he's asleep he's passed the fuck out oh my in the God. first movie like 20 minutes in and i wake him up like you're missing it dad <laughs> like a stupid kid and he's like yeah that's okay <laughs> back to sleep slept to the rest of the movie <laughs> see i had a horrible that's a great way to put it because here's the thing i am such yeah. a huge ghostbusters fan like i oh, love that too. and i have this is fear that this new one i, I, I i'm oh. hoping it's good i'm hoping it's good but i have a feeling i'm going to sit down like next to my daughter and we're going to watch it and i'm just going to be bored and that would break my heart to yeah. finally get ghostbusters 3 and not care because i've been wanting that for <sighs> decades and i just i, I, I know i'm right? nervous i'm nervous i'm very nervous i, hope I mean that okay. they had a terrible other one right Right. Oh, God. Gotcha. The one that came out like a couple yep. of years ago. Yep. yep. Yikes. Anyway, Boy Meets World. Corey and Topanga are broken up. God is crying because you guys are broken up, says Sean. Corey kissed another girl. Oh, my uh, gosh. It's Corey's fault. Sean is trying to put everybody back together. It's Lauren is the other girl. We've got a love triangle going here. Lauren. And it's is, what's her face? Jewel. Yeah, Carlene, let's say I recognize Julian. her. It's Linda Cardellini. Linda yeah, Cardellini right, from right. Freaks of Geeks. Uh, which I ad- I know this is another tangent, but I, ad- I absolutely adore Freaks of Geeks. I think oh, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Easily one of the best shows ever it's made. It's so fucking good. She's excellent in it. She is so good. And yes, she's in Avengers, <laughs> which also <laughs> makes me so happy. Yeah, right. She showed up in Avengers like, yes, hey man, she's, we're going to see her again. There's that Hawkeye show coming. Yes, she come on. It. More yeah. of Linda Cardellini on things. So she I thought tra- she was married to Seth Rogen for like a decade. No, she's not married to no, Seth. Rogen. No, <laughs> has she met Seth Rogen? Yeah, they were in Freaks I mean, and Geeks yes, together. They were in Freaks That's and right. Geeks together. Um, but yeah, I just in my brain I linked those two in real life, yeah. and then when I found out it was not the case, I was you shipped devastated. them. You shipped them, and then it didn't work yeah. out. What even is love anymore, guys? <laughs> what the hell? Why didn't she marry Seth Rogen? Uh, ladies' man Seth Rogen. <laughs> He's fun. <laughs> oh, I love Seth Rogen. He is oh, one of my favorites. He's a good Twitter follow, that's for sure. <laughs> he makes some funny movies sometimes. Sometimes yeah. not. He makes like sometimes three quarters of a funny movie. So. Oh yeah, that's looking Judd, at you, knocked up. That's Judd Apatow. <laughs> that that's the uh, Judd yeah, Apatow. That classic. is. Yeah, you're very right. Yeah, banger yeah. of an intro. Oh, banger beginning. Real slow middle and a yeah. wet fart of an ending. Uh, bad endings, but although I tried to watch The King of Staten Island. Yeah, 
Pete Davidson can fuck right off. He is so <laughs> unbelievably obnoxious. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's a take. I mean, people love him. him. People yeah. love he's big dick energy, isn't he? Isn't that where it comes from? From him? Oh my god, I couldn't he's big dick energy. Imagine. I don't, I mean, I don't he's know. Certainly a dick. What a uh, what a gig on SNL. Like, don't be a character ever. Just come on Just, SNL yeah, and be, right. be on the right. news and be yourself for 10 minutes. Like yeah. Yeah. what? And then get the fuck out. <laughs> what the hell? How does yeah. he have this job? Get if, if they Good offer it, take it. Yeah, right. What else Good are you tuning you. into SNL for? Yeah. Uh, at this point, nothing. Name another cast member on SNL right now. Keenan Thompson. Oh, he retired. <laughs> Name another member, <laughs> cast member of SNL. that lady who's also who's funny, the blonde-haired lady. What's her uh, name? Oh yeah, who was in Ghostbusters? <laughs> yeah, who was in that shitty Ghostbusters? <laughs> oh, she's, she's gone too. Funny. I think. Is, she? Is she gone? Mm-hmm. My oh, God, they lost a bunch of people this year because the show was terrible. It it's been yeah. terrible for ten years. Real bad. So bad. It was really good before that. Oh, I feel like it was I'm trying really to think good. if I, there's a skit that I can even remember out of the last 10 years that really like jumped out at me as being like, uh, pumpkins. David, David Pumpkins. Okay, yeah, right. yeah, I was yeah, going to say David funny. Pumpkins. The it, only one that I was good. That's it. Yeah, that's that it. was funny. And that's just because Tom Hanks was a total fucking weirdo in it. Well, yeah, Tom was, Hanks was so doing funny. it. Right. Yeah, right. Right. Lauren, not Tom Hanks. She drives on a bus for four hours to meet with Corey because she's into him. Topanga shows up. She's pissed. Mm-hmm. Feeny meets with Eric. He says, I need, I need a proctor. And Eric says, ooh, a tushy doctor? Ew. This is like a kind of a baby joke a little bit. But uh, he says, no, I need you to proctor a test for me for my Balky class, basically. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is Balky in this class? Yeah. Citizenship class. So Feeney's like, I guess I have nobody else and I have things to do. So you're going to do this proctor. You're going to proctor this exam for me. I love so, how like low opinion he has of any of his skills. It's basically yeah. like just, just hand out this pencil. Up, yeah, right. You hand this shit out and you yeah. shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> you idiot. Which he doesn't do, of course. Eric teaches this class of foreigners and says, rip up the test. <laughs> You're ruining people's lives, Eric. <laughs> You're ruining people's lives. I, I mean, when like you put that, it like that, yeah, right. <laughs> I just like that he had watched like Dead Poet Society oh once. Oh my god! And I'm gonna like, do I got, this. I got it. <laughs> Corey tells his parents about the messy love triangle he's in, and uh, the dad, who's really weird in every episode, he says, "Well, your mother let me uh, test the waters at one point, and I did, and it was." fine because uh i thought that your mother was the best choice so i stuck with your mother she's like if you actually did that (laughs) you wouldn't be here right now (laughs) like whoa can you ask you a question the best choice available to me so (laughs) you guys are both parents and mark is a little closer to this stage than you are ryan but i am curious what advice would you give your kid in this scenario because in my world, high school love is no love at all. Yeah. Like, just yeah. break up with her and go for someone else. But yeah. I'm curious if that is actual advice you can give a kid or not. You, you I don't think you can. Yeah. You, you'd have to just say, like, you know, the time apart is probably a good thing. See if you feel each other, like, see if you feel the same way a couple of weeks from now or whatever, a month from now. Yeah. 
um, and then take it from you basically buy time. <laughs> All of my parenting advice is just buying time. You can't and, really and, give them a solution it into the future, <laughs> right? Because then they're going to get resentful and do the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Right. That's kind of I feel like, uh... but in my experience, if I were to give true advice, I would say go with the new. Don't stick with the old, especially uh, some of the things that happen later. You see why you just don't yeah. just don't bother. Just move on. If someone drives on a bus for four hours to see you and they're Linda Cardellini, you go with that. You yeah. go with that option, right? Right. right. That's you only because that I'm in love with her. You go with that option. Sh- Lauren shows up at Chubby's, <laughs> which is fun. Chubby's. Because every... that, that was a place that they went yeah, to. Like, yeah, it yeah, kind of yeah. goes away after a while. But uh, you need a in these shows, you need a place to hang out. So they hang out at Chubby's. So Sean's like, you're Yoko Ono, Lauren. Get the fuck out of here. And Corey's like, well, Topanga told me to explore my feelings. So let's go out on a picnic date. Mm. So they do. They have their picnic. It rains on them. And they have a good time anyway. They have yeah. a little rain fight. They hang out in each other's rain jackets. She shoves his head on her boobs. Yep. Yeah, right? Yep. There you That's go. a solid high school move right there. That's a dirty move. Yeah. It is a dirty move. Hard to back away from that. Uh, he falls for it. Yep. He uh, is 100% into it. He has a great time. They, lo- they talk about living in the woods in a cabin. Doesn't sound like that much fun, but uh, he was into it. Okay, fine. He shows up at Sean's apartment and they have to do the, of course, sitcom jelly bean scale thing, which I think has been done before. It's like, oh, there's a scale just hanging yeah. out like they're not drug dealers or anything. Yeah. <laughs> so. Let me just break out my old timey scale. Corey. Yeah. Yeah. I've on, got me... it right here. Hold on. I got to dust it off. <laughs> there we go. Let me get that. No, let me just clean Crawl that up real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's doing it, Sean's doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Come on. I mean, he got, he became a full blown alcoholic in after like about one second, one minute. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 10 minutes. He, the, li- the liquor touched his lips and he turned into an alcoholic. Yeah. But anyway, they do the jelly bean scale thing. And there's a funny moment where they do the dirty part of the jelly bean scale, which is like in the real world, this is the oh, first yeah. thing you're going to. Right. <laughs> the like, so does she have the ha 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 has and the oh oh and then they dirty laugh and it's it's kind of funny and then he's like well i guess i decided i can't live without topanga why yeah i don't get it <laughs> but he can't live without topanga so then we uh see eric teaching everyone pop culture instead of citizenship yep common thing to say Uh, feeny walks in to check out what's going on and says what the fuck are you doing and he says no i'm teaching them i'm doing the uh dead poet society i'm teaching them pop culture but so that they learn american history and then they show that they do um cory meets with topanga chubbies and goes for a big speech why they should be together and why his testing of the waters wasn't that big of a deal and it's all fine and she's like you tested the water so you're out and she breaks up with him and leaves and he's like wait you told me to do it and then report back to you what i thought yeah, and very I did confusing that. lesson and now you lied so what the fuck 
Very funny, but uh, very sad, I guess. Corey yeah. and Topanga broken up, and then Eric Siddish. We can't leave it on that. We can't leave it on a sad note. So Eric's class passes their test, and Feeney says, "Like, see, you know what I feel like as a teacher now, yeah. I guess." And that's it. That's Boy Meets World. Ups and downs. Yep. Ups a lot downs, of downs. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. um, ups and I downs. Sean was very funny in this episode. You know, yeah. His like, I don't know how to reconcile YouTube breaking up shtick. Mm-hmm. Uh, is actually kind of funny. Like it's him funny now, up, but yeah. like five episodes from now, when he was still doing it, I feel like okay, come on, guy. Right, you need to get your shit straight here, Sean. Come on. This whole premise was just very stupid to me. Yeah. Boy Meets World has a lot of dumb premises. Like, oh sure. I think the actors are funny. Yes. Um, like I think they their line delivery is almost always on point. Mm-hmm. But I think the lines they are delivering are universally stupid. Every they, problem they have in this show could be solved instantaneously. Oh, one hundred percent. And I I remember like the Thanksgiving episode very yes. specifically, thinking that oh, was I, the, the the big I example of that. Yeah, I hated the moral of that episode. Right. I thought it was so poorly written like they they wrote a good episode and for and somehow missed their own point mm-hmm. right right i i don't mind because like talking kind of touching on perfect strangers how they had a little bit of drama at the end you know and it got serious i don't mind that in these shows like boy meets world got very serious at the yeah. end when when cory and topanga broke up but i just it didn't land for me as much and i like these characters but i just maybe it's because i know like this is just like a they're gonna get back like five episodes later because we've seen it yeah. but it just didn't feel like it had any impact to me it just you know um i also I, one thing i do like though is what, what was her name lauren the other girl yes lauren okay. i like that the parents and even sean was like ah i like her she's, she's nice good yeah because like that at least right. to me that's real that's like yeah just because there's another girl around doesn't make her like a bitch doesn't make her like you know trying to ruin no. everything there could be just equally good people out there like that's fine right um so i thought that was a nice little touch of realism but uh the ending kind of fell flat a little bit for me like the, i think they got greg kind of what you're saying like the, the message got confused like she wanted him to go, but she didn't because he, he he took the opportunity, even though she told him to. But it was a test, and I'm kind of like, oh, Topanga, like why would you even put him in that position? That seemed like a dick move. Right. Like, one just talk it out. Yeah. Like, it's be solved very quickly by saying, just don't go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I'm not cool with this. No, right. I don't right. like yeah, this exactly. at all. Yeah. Or don't go. she should know right away. Be like, right. if you're not sure about this, then mm-hmm. maybe we're not right for each other. There you go. Like like her saying no go and try mm-hmm. all that did was extend the episode because the conversation right. they were having right then was yeah. essentially the same conversation they were going to have at the end of the episode right it's like a shot they wanted that shock ending yeah right. like she said this but she didn't mean it but it's a weird relationship thing too because i i would feel like very betrayed at that like you, yeah, you, you played me, me you just made me go through all this and maybe yeah. confused and put me through all that like it just it right. didn't fit her character very I, well. All I did was put my head in her coat. Yeah. And I she mean, come that. on. <laughs> we had a picnic in the rain. That's it. Yeah, it is weird. It's weird. I don't think we ever see Lauren again. That was it. <laughs> She's out of there. I thought so because the next episode is that Halloween episode. Right. right? 
when I read the description, it was like, you know, Corey kiss another girl. I thought it was going to be Jennifer Love Hewitt. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, right. or Pfefferman, right? Yeah, Pfefferman. <laughs> Jennifer Love Pfefferman. Because that's like explains her showing up in that episode. No. Mm-hmm. We don't need we don't have any explanation no, for that. Because I'm pretty sure we saw the next like two episodes and she's yeah. definitely not in either of those. No, so. Thanksgiving is somewhere yeah, in there too, right. right? Yeah. There's a lot going on in season five of yes because they're right oh my god right. you're right it was That's a christmas the, one because so they were much. weren't they they weren't they broken up at christmas that was another shitty episode yes <laughs> yes yes we did we did yeah. halloween thanksgiving and christmas right. all in a row that's right and now we're backtracking <laughs> oh my god all right it's the main event it's time for oh, the main event <laughs> season four episode 11 secret admirer if it doesn't do it right now it will never do it an unsigned love letter note, an unsigned love note causes nearly everyone in the Tanner family to believe he or she has a secret admirer. Okay, come on, everybody, lend a hand. It's time for the first annual Tanner family quality time barbecue. Come on, let's go, everybody in line. Oh, this is great. It's like one big love train. People around the world, join hands. Uh, start a love train. A love train. Great, I'll be the caboose. <laughs> Stop. You want to be the caboose? <laughs> Let's Ooh, just baby. In case people <laughs> in case people miss catch us up. In case people missed last week. Yeah. And let's just month. quickly go over the impetus for this oh, last month. Sorry. The impetus of this episode was yes. we've watched five, not including this one, five episodes of Full House, I think. Mm-hmm. Something like yeah. that. Four or five. Sounds right. Um, and every single one of them has been utter dog shit. I mean, bottom of the barrel, <laughs> worst stuff I've ever seen. Always stop. in last place. Yeah, always. Right. The, just the straight up downtown worst. Doesn't matter. The drizzling Terrible. shits. So while we were doing the recording last time, mm-hmm. I looked it up to find out what it's like. Well, there's got to be a good episode, right? You know, like everything. Does can, sometimes a dog's uh, sun shines on a dog's ass sometimes, right? Yeah. Twice a day. Is that how it goes? Yeah, I don't know what the phrase is, but we're going to use that. A dog sets a, a dog's asshole sunshine rays. On twice a day. Put that on a poster and hang it in your house. Yeah, that's our first t-shirt. So this episode was our first t-shirt. I, that made me think of just a shirt that says it's our first t-shirt would also be funny Um, it's our first t-shirt so this episode a secret admirer is widely considered the best episode of full house all the full house pundits are out there being like yes this is the one like it's number one on all the lists Oh boy. Um, and I, I mean, I want to spoil anything. Mark really hated this episode. Fucking, <laughs> he did. I'll get to it. And I have uh, reasons, but oh my God. Anyway, uh, take us uh, I don't totally have that opinion. Wow. Have we, uh, okay. I can't wait take to take it hear. away, Ryan. We'll take it away. Jesse and Michelle talk about Oreos. I think this is the peak version of michelle we've been talking to try to pinpoint that peak yeah. michelle what age where was she like sassy enough and cute enough at the same time i think we're at that point here in this episode sydney who's dating danny shows up with her son rusty who's kind of a funny character on this show i'm gonna give rusty some credit he's a dickhead rusty. he he gets some uh he infuses some different stuff in these episodes that he's in right he's he kind of changes things up a little bit sort of i'm giving him more credit than he's worth fuck that kid 
Sydney brings an apple pie. She's like, here's an apple pie, but Rusty ate a slice already out of it in the back seat. DJ has the hots for the paper boy. Boy, is that a dated sentence? DJ has the hots for the paper boy. Ricky. Ricky looks. Ricky Ricky has the greatest (laughs) mullet in training ever. Uh, Rusty clowns on DJ for wanting to date somebody because he's a what like an eight year old boy. So why would you do that? Testing the waters here to like bring this kid in and the mom in full time. Did you get that? Seems that way. Yeah, Yeah, I did get that feeling. The mom doesn't quite have it for me. No, she's just there. She's like the dry cleaner. Yeah. Right? Her job? Literally. Yeah. Yeah, I don't right, know who, right, right. which, which one of Danny's girlfriends is the one that you connect to the most, but it's not her. I don't know. Oh, not. Vicky. I mean, probably Vicky. Yeah. Up right, Vicky yeah. right. Right. Does he though? The, I think uh, so. In the, in the uh, extra one. I don't think he is with her. Is he? Oh, I don't know. I thought uh, they wound up together. So Boy, to me, it they, one, they wrote right. her out too. Vicky also died in a car accident. Oh no! Another car accident. All right, I'll marry you. But you're <laughs> every, driving. Every day, girlfriend dies in a car. <laughs> oh my god! What a full house reboot there. Oh man! <laughs> I just have the worst luck. Like, like oh, Uncle Jesse has Danny to do intervention. No, I'm sorry. Like, lead her away. Listen, you don't want this. Oh, damn. Why? He said eight ex-wives and they yeah. all died in car accidents. Uh, <laughs> Danny, the serial killer. Yeah, right. <laughs> Mr. Tanner, we have some questions. That's why he's uh, so, so clean. He's like, he's like Dexter. Yeah, he's cleaning up those bodies. Yeah. <laughs> he's like Dexter. He's got the plastic out. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh. Michelle ru- walks in on Rusty <laughs> typing on a typewriter uh, because, of course, he's typing a letter on a typewriter because Ricky the paper boy is supposed to give a love letter to DJ to, f- to really fuck her up. Okay. It seems like they're into each other. Yeah. From multiple interactions. Yeah. So I don't think it's that big of a problem. Michelle says, okay, I'll do this for you if you give me uh, some money. She's all about the money. Yeah. And he's like, fine, here's a shiny Some penny. He's never like, change. Give me a nickel. <laughs> those Olsen twins, see who they're with. There you go. Give me that nickel, and then I'll do it. So she gives the note mistakenly to Stephanie, right? And it says that she's like, Rusty gave me this to give to you. So she completely fucks it all up. <laughs> and it's and uh, Stephanie's like, that's disgusting. He's a pig. I don't want to get this letter. So she gives it back. Puts it in the laundry, which Joey gives to Sydney because she does everybody's laundry because she's a dry cleaner. And he's like, I put a note in there for you, assuming because of his clothes situation or whatever. And no, it's the love letter. So she reads the love letter and she's like, Joey's. And we get the this is where we get the first like narration voiceover inner monologue, which has never been done in the show before. Now let's give it to everybody in this episode. Everybody. Even even this lady gets one. Yeah. She's like, Joey's in love with me? Oh, my God. So gross. Weird. And then Danny's outside spraying air freshener outside because he's such a Dexter. He's got to <laughs> clean up after those dead bodies. <laughs> oh, Danny, you're such a Dexter. Uh, 
Becky. <laughs> hey, girls, lay out this plastic tarp real quick. Yeah. <laughs> See how many can get on there. <laughs> I bet we can get one more. <sighs> Does this rag smell like ether? <laughs> <laughs> It's also funny because I feel like Bob Saget, if this was like a skit, he would do it. He would 100% be on board. <laughs> he would do it, right? Yeah, right. Uh, Becky finds the note now and she's like, oh no, Danny's in love with me. And then Jesse comes in and she hides it. And Jesse is wearing a full Canadian tuxedo. Yep. But he has no mullet. No mullet. Becky leaves the note in a library book. Danny, I don't know why I left this. It's not funny, but Danny says, I'm sending you to Pickle Town. And I don't know why I laughed at that. I'm sending you to Pickle Town, Jesse, to pick up pickles for my gherkin themed barbecue. Becky's afraid Danny's going to send away Jesse, which he does. Then Kimmy Gibbler finds this library book and thinks that Jesse's hot for Kimmy Gibbler. And she's going, I, she says, I got a glam up for my man. Kimmy Gibbler is good. Got to give her credit. Not, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm grasping at straws here. I'm grasping uh, okay. straws here. I'm grasping. Uh, Jesse gets pissed. He tries to confront the guys and says, which one of my best friends is going to try to escort Becky down to Pickle Town, which I thought was a fun sentence. <laughs> Somebody wants to escort Becky to pick. Of course, it's Becky. They all want to get with Becky. Come on, of let's course. be real. Yeah, let's not be. Everyone pile in the car. Get yeah. Becky to Pickle Town. Come on, <laughs> right Kim... next to UCLA. <laughs> Kimmy Gibbler makes her move on Jesse with makeup and like winking, and she's like, "What's wrong with your face? What is wrong with your face?" Michelle, she says she wishes she could read to figure out what's going on with this letter. Steph says Rusty's a cootie burger. She would never date him when she's talking to DJ. And then DJ's like, look, I'll talk to Rusty and try to like reason with this guy. So she tells him some stuff. And then Rusty thinks DJ's hot for me. So if you're keeping score, we've got Joey. uh, What's her name? Sydney thinks Joey's hot for her. Becky thinks Danny's hot for her. Kip Gibbler thinks jesse's out for her and now rusty and stephanie and now rusty and dj and he's like she likes me this babe is the is has the hots for the rust man <laughs> now it's time for the quality time family barbecue and becky finally says to joey who also she thinks is in love with him that you know like when two friends hang out or something she gives like a friend zone speech and he take turns that into thinking that Becky's in love with him. And then Becky and Danny try to talk it out. They're confused. Sydney and Joey try to talk it out. They're confused. We go around and around the table at this family barbecue and everybody's blaming I like, everybody. I do like, by the way, that we, we have a, an appearance of the Nexus backyard, which can be right. in its face again. So it's that's big nice. now. Yeah, it's, it's big. big now. Yeah. <laughs> It makes no sense because it's a San Francisco backyard. Yeah, right. It should be tiny. Mm-hmm. And there's no entry point from what you see in the in the intro video. But somehow they drive a car through the back door mm-hmm. right. at one point. They What was this Christmas episode? They 
A dump oh, truck? Snow yeah, everywhere. Snow back snow, there? Yeah, yeah, right. A dump truck got back there. Yeah, so it's like a weird Inception backyard. So, yeah, they go around and around and around, and then Michelle says, here's the letter that Rusty wrote, and then everybody gets pissed. They chase Rusty around because they figured out he's the, he's the culprit. Everyone hates him. And then Ricky shows up and is like, well, that's weird. Everybody hates him. And then DJ's like, well, they're not eating food, so eat some food. The end. Whoa. I don't think it did it. <laughs> I don't think it did it. Fucking Mark, episode. you go first. All right. Go first. So I'm just, I, I'm wondering how you're going to defend even a, a small amount of this, Greg, because one of the things that we talked about in the last episode, it, we talked about in the last clip that we did, the, the Boy Meets World, is how everything can be solved as these people weren't idiots. I thought everybody in this show reading a letter having that inner monologue thing which completely like that never comes back that never is there it's not like a thing that the characters do it yeah. just completely ruined it not not ruin the show the show is already ruined but like it, it doesn't match up with what that show is i Everybody don't at, at i don't agree with you i think that the inner monologue thing is there a lot the inner monologue i don't i do i feel like uh, michelle definitely has it right she does it her monologue sometimes I mean, I don't know. I don't remember enough to debate you on it. But in my recollection, I think like I just like distinctly remember like Kimmy Gibbler, like thinking things internally as well as DJ at some point. Mm. And Steve, maybe. I feel like even Steve does that. See, I don't know. I mean, maybe you're right. I, and then we'll have to watch more episodes to find that out. But to nope. me, it, it took me out of a show that I really wasn't interested to begin with. But it just it made it seem so fake and so artificial, which once again, the show is the premise itself with the whole like people like get the, the letter passing along. I don't think that's a bad premise. I don't think that's like a bad idea, but everybody is just dumb as shit. Like nobody just stops and think, well, this probably isn't for me. Like, you know, there, there's so many points where you could just believe they're like, Oh, that's weird. A letter, huh? Some, okay, whatever. Like they all assume it's about them. And it just was infuriating. I, we talk about how on like um, step-by-step everybody's likable. I don't like anybody on Full House. Like, they all annoy me. They all are stupid. And it's just, the characters are dumb. They don't learn anything. And it just bothers me. And as this kept going on and on, like halfway through it, I'm like, I'm going to turn this off because I already know how it's going to end. I know exactly how this is going to end. Like I, and I pretty much called it. They were all going to get together. There's going to be a big fight. And then they were going to figure out the kid wrote it, which is yeah. exactly what happened. Uh, I, I just, I hate this episode. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it more than some of the other episodes we watched. Wow. I just uh, that other... seems impossible to no. me. So I'll tell you a couple things I liked about this episode this is compared to the other episodes. Wow. Because you uh, hate you hate for background, you hate Full House more than us. Oh, I for think sure. we we don't like it. Neither no, Mark I, nor I myself I like it. But you hate this show. This show. You um, hate it. <laughs> so this is fascinating. So this this episode had forward locomotion. Okay. Like not just babies in boxes is what you're saying. <laughs> no, exactly what I'm talking about. Like they didn't just stop the show for like four minutes to just watch these babies with terrible fucking haircuts sit in a box. <laughs> or do a sing along. Yeah. <laughs> like like is the premise stupid? Yes. But I think the execution is comparably stupid. I think this is intended to be dumb. Mm. And there, like I said, there was just forward motion. There was action throughout the episode. Just yes. continued forward. It never there stopped. Wasn't, right. There wasn't a 
B plot about Vicky being four months older than Danny. There wasn't the babies in the box. There wasn't mm. some bullshit about snow. It was like, there's a love letter. It's getting passed from person to person. Each person thinks it's about them. Something is actually happening in these episodes, in this episode. I love how low the bar is that right. we low. say, oh my God, the story is progressing in this episode. What a good one. The way I see this is this would be the worst episode on a good show. Mm. Okay. That, that's a fair assessment, actually. Like that, this that would be that episode assessment. that you skip. You're like, yeah. you know what? I've seen this one. Right. Yeah. Oop. It's like a Luxon um, and Troy in Next Generation. You yeah. skip all those. <laughs> skip every single one yeah. of those. What's uh, <laughs> Worf's son? I skip a lot of. Too. Oh, Alexander, you <laughs> skip you, him. Alexander. Yeah. Oh, God, um, get out, get out of here, you idiot! This was still shit. <laughs> yeah. However, I would say that this was the best Full House episode we've seen for our podcast. Ooh, that's and a if good people question. want to say this is the best Full House episode, I'm inclined to believe them because at least there mm. was a plot. And a couple jokes that I laughed at. It Isn't is still it? shit, yeah, but it is the best of the shit. Is this the best full house episode we've watched? Oh, no. you, guaranteed for no. sure. What's like, better? I don't know. Uh, listen, I uh, the fact that I almost turned this off halfway through and just <laughs> said like, you know, what, I'll just fake my way through this <laughs> and just pretend like I've seen the out. rest. Think um, about the Beach Boys episode and how fucking that, weird that is. It's how shit. like. How it's like 12 minutes of plot, five minutes of the Beach Boys staring at little girls, and then a concert. <laughs> like a concert that's know. supposed what? to be I mean, at, in San Francisco, but it's in Los yeah, Angeles. It, right, but it's at the Rose Bowl Stadium or whatever. Yeah, the Rose Coliseum. Bowl, which is very like, confusing. That, yeah. that, episode, that episode just doesn't function as an episode of TV. Yeah. But that's what Full House is. Ooh, look at this thing. That's Shiny what it, things. Ooh, look I at love, this thing. I love your assessment, Greg, that it's built for babies. Like, I really do think the more we watch these, the more I kind of agree right. with you that it's like shiny, dangly things in yeah, front of like, you. I think an eight-year-old would find this episode hysterical. Just a miserable experience. <sighs> also, like, once again, they talk about how hot DJ is. Yeah. Right. Are we looking at two different people? Yeah, <laughs> they're really pushing that. They're is really this Lisa that. from the room? <laughs> like, are we constantly talking about how hot she is? And if you take an objective <laughs> step back, you're like, really? The linebacker? <laughs> the linebacker. <laughs> I mean, DJ's not ugly, but she's not. No. She's also like 12. Yeah. <laughs> right? Or 13? Like, calm down. Pump the yeah. brakes here. Oh, my God. No, I, I mean, again, terrible. It's just yeah. terrible. Yeah. However, at least I could see this as a television show. This is the plot to a bad sitcom. Is so you weren't distracted by all the narration? No, I, I mean I thought the inner monologue was one of the funnier parts of this show. This oh, episode. Okay. Really? Um yeah. Even it's Sydney, a, like we don't really need a Sydney yeah. inner monologue, did we? No, I I didn't have although I thought Sydney was kind of cute. That was the that was Danny's oh, girlfriend, yeah. right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Why does he why does he care about Becky? He's got Sydney. He's good. Yeah. Also, I thought it was very, very funny that the the Jesse through line was that he was going to kill one of his best friends. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uncle Jesse is easily 
the best part of these episodes. Oh, gosh, oh yeah. my gosh. Honestly, like, that prom episode, which I also hated, uh, yes. he does have that one great line where he has yeah. no idea what's going on and is just yes. trying to get clarification right. on who people are. Wait, what? That was funny. <laughs> Every <laughs> single episode, Jesse has at least one line where I'm like, yeah. all right, I get it. <laughs> but it's it's funny to see what everyone else saw, if, if that makes yeah, any sense. Right. Like, yeah. like, John Stamos was essentially the breakout star mm-hmm. of Full House. Right. And now as we're watching this dumb show for idiots, I can be like, well, the <laughs> one shining light is you were Jesse's. right about you were right. So about it John makes Stamos. sense that he yeah. was the one that became a thing. Right. Right. It, we ain't talking about Dave Coulier anymore. Not in like sincerity. <laughs> yeah, no. Right. Stamos is still working, right? He yeah, has a new he's show sure. on Disney yeah, Plus. He's, he's got, got that Greek yogurt show. commercial. It's got that good, yeah, the one about knitting a scarf I, or whatever. I actually heard that's one of Disney. Pl- I mean, obviously, their their main shows are like the Star Wars and Marvel ones, right. but people He's do like watch kid that, basketball whatever that, show. Yeah, whatever that one is, it's popular in the age group. Yeah. So. yeah. Good for him. Still working. Yeah, still right. Still out there doing his thing and still looks like he didn't age a yeah. second. From... Nope. Nope. That's so weird. Good for him. Indeed. There's certain people like that, man. Yeah. All right. It's now time to rank them. Full house last. Your top five. <laughs> Love episodes of TGIF. <laughs> Number five, Full House for you, Mark. Full House for me, Greg. What's your number five? <laughs> the people are waiting. This is a this is a tough one. It is okay. tough. This this is probably the toughest rankings we've had. I think. Yeah. The other ones wow. were pretty set up. Like, okay, this is this. I know. I'm this taking price. too long for this dumb list we do. Um, <laughs> you really got to put some thought into it. Yeah, I'm right. Well, I'm weighing my options. See, I genuinely hated that episode of Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, however, I thought okay. Sean was pretty funny in it. Yeah, I thought uh, the Mister Feeny, the very small Mister Feeny subplot. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, I like yep. the exchange between the parents in that episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one had like some real shining lights, but I just despise the entire premise of the the setup that Topanga was doing. It's like right, it's, right. it's one of those episodes where all of your protagonists look like assholes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We don't like anybody. So now. why why do that? Drama. Especially it goes against like what their characters have been built up for for four years. Right. It just seems real dumb. Right. Very I'm gonna Game say Boy Meets World. Okay. I feel like that episode is not in the spirit of that show. Okay. That's a good way to put it. Like nobody seems to act the way they should act or how they've been written up to that point. Right. You know, mm. they just doing, they're just doing it to cause like you to watch next week. Right. That's what right. it feels and like. And my, my gut tells me, and this is, this I is mean, fine. I'm purely speculating here is that these writers didn't know what to do with these kids. Now that they're teenagers, probably like, mm-hmm. When Boy Meets World happened, it was about a young boy trying to right. figure out how to be a kid. You right. know, he was what, 12, yeah. 11, something like that. Right. Now they're like 14, 15, 16. They probably have similar writers, similar showrunners. And sure. like you were writing a kid's show. Now you're writing a show for teenagers. What do you do with that? They probably just don't know how to do that. 
And yeah. I remember like the buildup for like Corey and Topanga to actually be together was oh, like a full season. Like they spent a long time on that. And yeah. then what do you do? Well, let's just break them up. That'll, that'll get us another right. half a season. Right. Like, you know, right. that's which is easy. always terrible. Easy. You know, it like is. that's the worst part about the office in that final yeah. season is like, <laughs> no, literally nobody watches this show to see Jim and Pam fight. Yeah. Like they're the anchor of the show. Their relationship is the anchor of the show. And I get it. You've had nine seasons and you're out of ideas. But yeah. that's like the one thing you just don't fuck with. Yep. I'm going to go out here and say the office sucks in the last like two seasons. It it's is very bad. And as the boss Absolutely. is oh, God. stupid. Absolutely. I hate sucks. Aaron. I hate their relationship. I hate mm-hmm. Nelly. Um, I hate sucks. all of it. And there's the like last some, episode. There's like funny jokes. It's still great. Yeah, right. Writers funny jokes making funny jokes. But the last um, episode is okay, but the last, yeah. last season that's all bad. that's all fan service though. That last yeah. episode, like they couldn't fuck that up. So although I, yeah. I'm still throwing it out there, the fact that Michael was only in that episode yeah. for like three lines, yeah, he right. had no almost no lines. That's right. like the biggest missed opportunity like slap I've in ever the face. It, right. It was like a cameo. Right. Almost. Oh, great! You're standing up in front of the crowd now. You know, at the wedding. That's about it. So. Right. Almost says nothing. Um, and I, there has to be something going on with that episode that like people don't know behind yeah. the scenes, shit. right? Yeah. Like, was Steve Carell just like that? Like, did he have that big a head at that point? He's like, I'm in the Big Short, you motherfuckers. I don't need this shit. Was he even I, in the I'm Big in, Short yet? I'm in Foxcatcher. Look at my look at my <laughs> prosthetic nose. Oh my god! All right, where do we live off? That was five. Boy Meets World four. Five was Boy Meets World for me, which four. makes Full House is number. And four. that's the same with me. I have Boy Meets World at four. So. I put step by step here, and I put okay. it because oh. of the Cody thing. Interesting. I didn't like the Cody, like, oh, I'm going to help my friend that I've been in love with for four years by writing your love letters. I didn't like that that whole storyline at all. Like, oh, this makes me feel uncomfortable. So I put it for okay. number three. I got uh, hanging with Mr. Cooper. Um, it's not that it was bad. It's not. It's just like, I, I think I need a little bit more under my belt before i can kind of appreciate the characters a little bit um i said i like that oprah joke that got me (laughs) i like that they brought it kept bringing it back uh i liked his interaction with the students i thought that was fun um the students were all well acted i don't think we really touched on that but like the girl was very funny and they're all like you know you could tell like they're going to be major parts of the show so i like that i just i wish i knew a little bit more about the backstory but i could remember any of it (laughs) but it's fine like kind of right in the muddled middle right now i want to see more uh my number three is step by step um mostly because honestly i like i kind of just don't remember this episode very well yeah. like i watched yeah. it a week ago and i i barely have an, anything to talk about with it it was just kind of a it's whatever forgettable. for me mm-hmm. it's a forgettable one yeah. number three for me boy meets world because it's awkward but i think it's a little <laughs> a little better than step by step yeah. a little bit better we've we've talked about its demerits already so yeah. number two Hanging uh, with I, Mr. Cooper. Sorry, Mark. I no, jumped in. No. I thought we were mixing up a smidge. No, you good. Mix right. it up. Uh, Mix it. Yeah. Hang with Mr. Cooper. Um, not a particularly strong episode, in my opinion, especially no. from my recollection. Right. But you could it was the third episode. Yeah. You could see some nuggets. Mark Curry, very charming. I liked yeah. his roommates. I liked his interaction with the kids. I kind of like the moral of it. I like mm-hmm. that he was proud of being a teacher. Like yeah. You know, for, you know, the backstory of being in the NBA and not making it and then like helping people, helping kids. Um, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was just like a good moral of a story. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was saying, Mr. Cooper, not great, but 
some moments. I also like before I forget, I like that he wasn't an idiot. Like he recognized right. what was being done to him and we're like, oh fuck right. that. Like I gotta back out of this because this isn't good for me. Like a lot of people like I feel like we, we brought it up with like Billy. I feel like Billy wouldn't get that. He'd be like, Oh, this girl wants to fuck me. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> do you know I'm Scottish? How about a cigar? Like, you know, like Mark was smart enough to be like, you know what? This isn't my life. This isn't who I want to be. Back away from it. So I've talked about that. how stupid the boyfriends are. Yeah. In these yeah. shows or the men. A lot of yes. dumb men in these shows. So I had Cooper second as well. I had step by step. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, just all the things Greg said. So yeah. step by step. Number yeah, two. I liked it. I think I liked it a little bit more than you guys did. Uh, I, I did like the Cody to me, like a Cody centric episode at this point um, really appealed to me. I liked that he was smarter than he always leads himself yes, on to be. I thought that was fun. The Frank and JT was JT is a thousand. Great. He was just hysterical like that where he just gets the phone call and he just smiles and that's it. No words, just smiling because he knows what's happening. What's going to like come up next. Very yeah. well done. I, I step by step is always like my, above average show that we watch it's, i don't think i've for ever sure. had it number one but it's always like three two one for me or three two for me and you had brought up a few episodes ago about family matters how um was it laura has uh some pieces of her parents like she yeah. puts in her acting and i thought it was funny that like jt and frank are very a lot sim- yes. more similar than you think like j frank is a mature adult but not really yeah. And JT is like, you're just as creepy as I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to call you out. So that is good. And number one. Unanimous. Yeah, it's Perfect Strangers, of course. It 100% is Perfect Nailed strangers. it. Absolutely yep. nailed it. That, I, I just. Hard to beat that. It wasn't even that much of a joke, but like them singing together <laughs> yes, was, so was so good. well done. I went back and I watched it again. I thought that was great. What a I, great um, moment. I. Perfect Strangers is the only show that we watch as a group that I watched yeah. also for fun. in continuation yeah. for fun. It is so genuinely good. And I it's I'm starting to get to the point where we've had literally no bad episodes. Mm-hmm. No. But I feel like Perfect Strangers is kind of lost in time. Like it is oh, not 100%. a percent. Sh- oh, to everyone else people talk about. Nope. No you know, it's not a it. Seinfeld or a Friends nope. or a Cheers or a MASH. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And I'm not saying Perfect Strangers is as good as MASH. MASH is a really good show. Um, but right. like, this show is transcendent, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has real heart, very funny characters, great acting, good physical comedy, good situational comedy, um, compelling plots. It's so hard to get the, all those things in one show, too. Mm-hmm. Like, right. if you think about it, it's so hard to get physical comedy combined with smart jokes combined with heart combined with insanity combined you know like right yeah. and it's like legitimately two people maybe four sometimes yeah. doing all of it. actors who believe their characters i think is one of the best things you can say about that they are both so invested in who they are in like mm-hmm. the little quirks like we talked about having larry like constantly obsessed with his high school life and like that that to me is and they keep it going like every episode will have that where he always recollects on something and he was such a nerd or such a dork and it affects who he is today like i love that i love seeing like where somebody was and how it evolved into who they are um just I- genuinely associate with larry (laughs) um because like i'm frequently Uh, right 
but I'm always an <laughs> asshole about it. <laughs> and like having to reconcile those two things yeah. is a legitimately difficult for me. So to watch him also struggle, it really it I'm I'm not I'm no, not I'm, really making a joke here. Like, right. It resonates with me. Like I he really is a feel real like Larry would be me in a comedy. Yeah. He's a real person and he's really fleshed out. Both of them yeah. are. Even though as wacky and crazy as they are at their like craziness, they're mm-hmm. still real people. Both I of also, them. Go ahead, Mark. No, but say I like the the even the like the actors and actresses they bring on for one shots. Like the girl yeah. was very well done. Like I thought she did that character extremely well. As she was, yes. you know, like it, you know, you just knew within the first time she spoke, like what type of character this was, and it was what she had great written lines. Uh, she delivered them very funny yeah you're right they do nail that a lot of times yeah. the last one that we had the uh the teacher. teacher yeah right just nailed that whole thing yep and then we've had the bosses who are like perfectly perfectly done yep at times yeah yep. what i the, i you know we're we're heaping mounds of sugar on this show so i'll sure. throw a little salt in there just to keep okay. it real i will tell you something that i've appreciated less as i get older um the Balky doesn't understand things thing doesn't really resonate with me. Um, yeah. You know, like this episode seemed really thick with the I fucked up the yeah. non sequiturs. Right, right. right. Beat, him, beat her with an ugly rock or what was blue the, with envy, blue with yeah. envy. Right. There's like, a lot of that. I get it. And it was the 80s. So like casual xenophobia was kind of OK, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but like at the end of the day, like it kind of paints Balky not as naive, but as an idiot sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and that's just simply not his character. The good episodes are when Larry is misunderstanding a situation, even though right. Larry is supposed to be the straight man. Right. Right. Um, that's what it says. Best. Right. So when when Balky is like confused or messing up or something like that, I find like that is not the best characterization of Balky's like Balky himself. Right. So very minor criticism, but like that kind of humor that like he's a foreigner who doesn't understand mm-hmm. um, that just doesn't resonate with me. Yeah. That's as a, an adult, I think that's a staple of its time, though. Too, you had for like sure. what was it, on Taxi, you had uh, what's his um, Kaufman's character, same thing, yeah. foreigner who doesn't understand, and uh, you know, but he was like the everyone loved him. That that was like right. his Kafka, and everyone loved Balky. And right. as a kid his like no no way jose and like yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that like yes. and, which is a real phrase but you know that type of thing that definitely resonated with me when i was younger yep. but now it's just yeah. sort of like i think we can be better than this yeah and i'm right. not trying to be like woke culture on this that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying that i think those jokes right. are cheap mm-hmm. and i think they are a mischaracterization of balky Right, especially on that show that did not need like those type of like the, the jokes that are just there landed anyway, so you didn't need it. But that's I get pulling it. in the full house of it all, right? Yes, I feel like those jokes Absolutely. are there for yep. to pull the John Q public in to yep. actually see how good the show is. Maybe right. good, good observation. Right? Yeah, yep. I like that. And they can put that in a promo, like, yeah, oh, right. the promo. Oh, oh, sure. Look how dumb this foreigner is, <laughs> and then you go watch it and you're like, oh, well, actually, no. Those Great. two men are expressing emotions. <laughs> they love each other, these two men. Time to go to my Rush Limbaugh newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> Mark. <laughs> Mark Foster. Uh, all right. Oh, we all agree at the top, but we were very uh, different. Yeah, on the other all five. over the place. I like, I like that. It's good. All right. 
first order of business before we wrap this sucker up and put a bow on it is what's going to be next. Mm-hmm. Anybody have any ideas? Um, I wrote down business because I feel like that's a wide <laughs> mm-hmm. and we can get that great business. Uh, Perfect Strangers episode in, right? The banking system, whatever that one was. Balky misunderstands how the American banking yeah. system works. Yeah. I feel <laughs> like Best that description of an episode of all time. I feel like that, that, is, awesome. that is in there for the business uh, yeah. sort of thing. But if you, you have any other runs, ideas, uh, a business is Mr. Richfield. Just there you go. Throw that you bring back. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm sure there's um, got to be a dinosaurs a, episode there. I have a couple spitball ideas. Throw them out there. Uh, one. Five best episodes of Perfect Strangers. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. Yeah. It's time. It's time. Vader time. Yeah. All the Vader episodes of mm. uh, Boy Meets World. Go. Damn. Um, <laughs> We've already seen like two out of the three. Know, right? <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, we could do the theme song episode like we talked yep. about. I think there's a lot it's of coming. info. It's and coming. it's on my mind. Like I've been thinking yeah. about a lot this week. There's a lot to, to do. Uh, I'm still itching for Disney episodes. I was thinking that too, actually. Yeah. The next. So be, it was because Full House, the episode of Full House we watched, the next one was the two-parter where they go to Disney. Right. Oh, ooh. Um, so there's like, a, all the Disney episodes are like two parters though. So this would be like a mega episode, right? Well, because... maybe I only truly remember the, the family matters and, and the, full the full house episodes. Yeah. There's definitely a really... step-by-step one. Okay. That'd be, yeah. So maybe we just do the three of them or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then my last idea, and this is a little bit out there, a uh, buddy of mine, Asa, he responded mm-hmm. to a Asa. tweet we made recently yes. about, I forget what the tweet actually was. Your but favorite he, I think it was your favorite characters that are not the top, like right, the not Urkel the at all. Yeah, not right. uh, and he had listed a few shows that weren't actually TJF shows. Right, the adjacents. Yes. So I thought maybe it might be fun to actually do a TGIF adjacent episode, like Fresh Prince, Fresh mm-hmm. Prince, Saved Blossom. by the Bell. Yeah, um, I don't know about Blossom. I've never watched that. No, you, maybe that Blossom was definitely part of that crew. That group. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. So you know, like. There's a lot of shows yeah. that I think sometimes falsely get lumped in with TJF. That might right. be fun. And I think he had said, like, I forget what's on TJF. Right. So right. I'm just right. putting my favorites out there, which was fine. So, you know, uh, that's that's another little idea. That is. What do we do? We have a consensus. My real vote is either Perfect Strangers or Disney episode. Those are the two <laughs> that I'm most excited about. You know what? It is summer. It's summer vacation. Yeah, season, I like the Disney right? one. Yeah, do we do Disney. Yeah, I yeah. think there's enough there too where it's oh, going to be entertaining to see it like on site. These are type big. Of stuff. These are big episodes, and though, I really they? like Disney World, very yeah. specifically oh, Disney too. World. Like I'm not a huge Disney nut. Then we got a lot to talk about. Because... I love Disney World, and mm-hmm. at that time, seeing those characters go to Disney, a place that I loved and remember fondly, and right. like you got to see like new rides and stuff like that. Yeah. I very specifically yeah. remember that at one point. Th- so. In uh, MGM Studios, we'll talk. I'm sure I'll elaborate on this. Yes, uh, we will a, dig deep. At MGM Studios, there's a little lake there, and there's like a like an ice cream or a drink stand that's in an yep. old like a plaster dinosaur. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember in the episode of Family Matters, smoke comes out of its nostrils. But oh. I've been to Disney a thousand times. That doesn't fucking happen. That what? is not a thing that that dinosaur does. <laughs> what? Yes. I just imagine like 10 year old Greg standing outside of the dinosaur what? for eight hours. <laughs> right. Uh, so I, where I is it? It's funny because they like they they are they're, it's it's all an advertisement. They're just yeah, trying yeah, to advertise course. Disney, but they also yeah, just I mean, fucking lie like, to you. ABC yeah, right. shows. They're like, look at all this cool shit you can do at Disney. And then you yeah. get there and you're like, where's my nostril smoke? Yeah. <laughs> 
What the hell? Well, I also think too, like that would, when did Disney buy ABC? Obviously at this point they did, but I mean, like how yeah. was it? I think it was like right around there. Right. Yeah. Cause that would make sense yeah. why they would do this at that point. I always remember the joke from, from full house actually of where they, they mistakenly think it's Steve dressed as Aladdin. Cause Aladdin is the first movie. Like mm. it came out in the theaters, oh, right. yes. but he actually was Aladdin, which I yes. thought was like a kind of a clever joke. So, so yes. yeah. All right. I am way on board with these Disney yeah. episodes, Disney episodes, the summer right. vacation I like season. I think it's good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's time to get this thing over with. So let's get these plugs going. I don't know who wants to go first from you guys, but give me some plugs. I'll go. Uh, I am Killer Greg. You can find me at Killer Greg 17 on Twitter. Uh, Ty and I have restarted yeah. Bad Movie Friday again. Um, <laughs> we most recently saw the Spirit sequel, uh, a CGI movie about a horse who may or may not be in love with a little girl. Uh, so you can find <laughs> that on our YouTube. <laughs> was it made? I might in... have to go watch this right now. As soon as was I was it made in stop. Japan, just out of curiosity. It was not. Okay. The second after I click stop, I'm going to just see yeah. that. Uh, so Spirit, I forget what the surname is. Uh, with the, with the, uh, the heart of a stallion. I don't know if that's Spirit what it is, back. but anyway. Yeah, Spirit again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, Bad Movie Friday is back. Sometimes you can yeah. catch me on stream Tuesday afternoons at 2 o'clock. Idiots with mics backslash twitch dot something something. I don't fucking know. Google it. Yes. You can find it. This is Megastar Mark. You can follow me at Megastar Mark on the tweet machines. I am still keeping at WCWTF podcast going strong and our Twitter account at WCWTF podcast. Uh, I've been really having a lot of fun going through some Etsy stuff. There's oh, it's great. so many handmade sting stuff even like i said even if you don't listen or watch wrestling if you just want to see what people have a lot of time on their hands and what they make you know puppets and all sorts of crazy stuff give us a follow it's really fun uh i gotta figure a new wrestler to portray i'm getting i'm running out of sid pictures so uh <laughs> if anybody has any ideas of who they want to see a lot of for like uh, six weeks it's gotta uh, be Steve, stevie ray would be next on the oh, list. Yeah. good old duke of thunder yeah. um so give us a follow on that we appreciate you can only show so many pictures of him standing there watching book of tea staring befuddled <laughs> oh now he's good a, right he's a lot better than me right stevie yeah. ray watching Whoa. booker t yeah. Whoa, he's good oh my god he got his leg <laughs> up to everything good. Oh. i'm not that good he's good he exchange forearms for he him with the forearms. uh what is that thing he used the slap jack or whatever yeah, yeah the, slap jack. the slap jack yep. i'm a slap jack anyway <laughs> Those are very fun. Uh, you can follow me at Nation Pod on the Twitter, and uh, we have reformatted the show a little bit. Uh, oh, and we're now yeah. starting uh, uh, Thursdays live on YouTube after 8.30 when adults put children to bed. I'm <laughs> having a few scotches, and I'm booking the territory, baby, on Journey of Wrestling. Nice. Very awesome. fun game. I would, If you like wrestling, go play Journey of Wrestling. It's free. You can book the territory. So I'm booking the territory. 1996, beginning of uh, the Attitude Era. So every that's Thursday, awesome. that's, that's going to awesome. be a new thing. Immediately signed Stevie Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's in my... Uh, right to the top. I think he's in there somewhere, yeah. right? Excellent, yeah. Uh, you can follow this show at Pod TGIF on Twitter. And uh, we have a YouTube, which we're going to hopefully soon. I will make a new uh, clip. I think that people like the clips better than the I know I episodes. Do. Yeah, that so we'll nice. make a new clip on there. I just got a new computer so I can make those new those clips nice. a little better. And uh, yeah, check that out. Yeah, and uh, next time, Disney episodes. It's going to be a good one. Peace out, everybody. Have a great summer. Bye.